for a minute while everyone rolls in. Looks like Ethereum's steadily catching up to BTC. Hey, Sefai, how's it going? Hey, what you doing? Uh, not much. Just working from home at the moment, really. And, yeah, just scrolling through Twitter. How about yourself? <laughs> yeah, just checking. Just sold some stuff and looking at what to buy next. Nice, nice. Um... Bank of Amer- Bank of America is a stock I had. It's up eighteen percent since last year, and um, it uh, had kind of mediocre earnings and this and that. And I was like, "All right, I'm out of this thing." Its dividend yield is only three percent, so I was like, "Let's sell it." Um, in that way, like some cash is accumulating for uh, new opportunities and stuff. Okay, that makes sense. <clears throat> the ideal play here would be like if, for some reason. Uh, BTC takes a good like nosedive for any particular reason, um, then uh, just sell a whole bunch of stock and buy buy that, <laughs> like either via ETF in my brokerage or just or by other crypto. Um, on How's the stock market looking at the moment? I've not really looked too much apart from my RSEs. Uh, stocks are running quite hot. Um, Practically everything I have is in the green, so it's just simply a matter of picking and choosing which ones I want to get rid of. Bank of America's um, yield is only like 3% or something, so um, it was a nice choice to get rid of um, compared to other stuff that I have. Um, a lot of stuff I picked up last year, the the dividend yields were like 3 to, uh, I'm sorry, anywhere between like 5 to 20% at the price I bought them at. So there's no reason to sell those. Basically, they're just constant cash flow. It's very difficult to get div- dividend stocks at that low prices. Um, kind of one oh, of those, yeah. it's, it's kind of a generational um, uh, event. Like 2020, you had this opportunity, and then again, like late 2022, early 2023, and everything sort of run up. Um, so far as like stocks and things are concerned, makes sense. So, um, so yeah, if there, if you, if you get these things at a low basis, you have a high dividend yield. Um, it doesn't make a lot of sense to sell them because then like you'd pay capital gains taxes. Um, instead, if you just keep getting the dividends and they're high, um, even if the stock price like is a little bit down, um, it won't matter because you'll make it back in dividend anyway. So practically everything I think I have, like I have a small set of, little like retard stocks I bought that are in the red. Um, but those are kind of like small amounts relatively. Most of the stuff that um, I bought in any significant quantity is either neutral with a high dividend or in the green. So 
good position to be in um, for like crypto time because like if we get a deep deep dump, see like crypto is basically a lot more volatile than stocks. So the thing is, it's stocks are almost like holding a stable coin. And uh, if these things dump, then um, you know that's like a pretty sizable amount of dry powder to to ape into whatever. So that's kind of one of the benefits. And like you're getting dividend yields all the time too, so you can use those if you want to buy as well. So pretty cool. Like for example, if I have dividend yields coming in <clears throat> on my stock account, and um, let's say BTC takes a nosedive for some reason, like it, I don't know, drops to the cost of mine or some shit, like you know, it goes like 25k or something, um, in some kind of like ridiculous train wreck, then um, it, this type of shit's been known to happen in the past, right? From Black Swan events, whatever. Um, typically, stocks won't necessarily follow at the same velocity, so there'll be plenty of time to sell and and then uh, buy, add add to VTC if I wanted to. And, the, and this ETF thing makes it even easier, basically. What are you looking to uh, accumulate in terms of what are you actually putting your money in from stocks into crypto apartments effort at the moment? Mm, all right, so. Um, yeah, like so we can go through some different ones. Um so right now, um at this moment, probably among the more favorable in terms of price action, I think like Zephyr's um below the fifty day moving average, that's a good place. And it's like eighteen twenty two right now. So it's really one of the best prices for Zephyr. Um the um interesting thing is the volume profile of the history of uh, Zephyr on MEXC, like the way these volume profiles work, these, you know, horizontal bars that I post all the time, um, is that like, it's the highest number of traded shares. Um, that's still for like the prices below like $4 for Zephyr, but the, this kind of consolidation range we're in round for Zephyr, um, it, you'll probably get equal amount of volume at this level that you did for the $6 range in about mm, one more month, maybe two more months at most. So what that means is that um, this sort of market cap level is now real in the sense that it's actually quite difficult to go back down to the uh, lower market caps. And also the thing is like the way these volume profile bars work is it's the volume of the coin traded, not the volume of dollar value traded with these volume profile indicators so um like you you they're not normalized in essence so like if the price of a coin is much lower obviously a lot more volume trades a lot faster so those bars look a lot longer so you can't really look at it like okay we're going to definitely go down to six bucks again or something like that you look at it like okay we're already there's 50 percent of the volume of the coin traded for Zephyr at these price levels compared to like the two to four dollar level, um, it's about 50% of that. But if you look at the total cash value trade, it's a lot more, right? So, like, the I, I think this area has become sort of the new level. The other thing with Zephyr is that, like, there's going to be demand if the price of Zephyr drops below a certain level because once you get to like below 800% collateralization rate for um the zsd in the system people are going to be interested in 
buying Zephyr to convert to ZRS, right? So sell volume is not what you'll see at that level. You'll see people converting to ZRS or you'll see people buying more to buy ZRS, the stable reserve, right? So um, yeah, so that's kind of like another buying pressure at certain level. What price can people convert to ZRS again? Is that below 10? Uh, let me let me pull it up one second. Um, you have to go to network.zephyrprotocol.com and reserve ratio right now for the amount of ZRS in, in circulation and the actual um, ratio relative to Zephyr stable dollar right now is 1,400%. So it has to go below 800%. So a i mean essentially you'd have to be like below nine dollar zephyr in order to be able to convert so okay you can make the argument that like you know those folks are not going to be that interested in losing theirs i mean like diluting their zrs <laughs> so and will be very interested in converting more so you know for sure there's like a nine to ten dollar price floor um and the amount of zsd in circulation is not really um appreciably changed so um what yeah so i think what would happen is is that like at at if you try to dip below ten dollars you'll get heavy buying at that point for sure um i'm not saying it'll go there because like typically you'll front run that right so folks that are kind of you know it's it's going to be hard to pick it up at that low i think and that's why like you're seeing like 15 16 bucks is kind of the lowest it's gone and um that's also like kind of a 70% retracement from the top two at like 15 bucks. So I think um, going a lot lower than that could happen. I mean, it could happen. Like, you know, how, you know how these things are. Um, we've had like on the way down from 52 bucks, there was like one, two, maybe three, maybe four little mini pumps. And then like ongoing bleeding. Um, and um, I've seen limit orders on MEXC move all over the place to where like there were there was a fair heavily amount heavy amount of limit orders in place at around um, like twenty dollars plus. And I think some of that may be a little bit of manipulation. Like the market makers are just like throwing a bunch of limit orders in there, and um, they're doing it to make it look like there's a lot of sell pressure to kind of like you know get people to consider selling, and then they'll just simply buy it up a bit lower so market makers in crypto are a bit of a like i mean put it this way they're just basically counter trading you and me right like and they have the entire they have maybe higher liquidity to play with and therefore can manipulate the market quite easily so like it's almost like price goes up when micro market makers decide it goes up because as they push their limit orders to buy higher higher because they feel like um you know, they get in the transactional volume, then it will finally go up. It's not so much like how many new buyers show up, um, like at any given moment. So it's kind of interesting. Um, but yeah, B- it, and it'll also get tend to pull down with BTC a little bit. So like BTC now is like 45,000 again. And as you see that like ratio drop, you'll see um, proof of work stuff like Zephyr drop. Really anything will, will go down at that point, but um, you're seeing that happen now. Um, but anyway, so that's kind of the Zephyr chart. Um, definitely a reasonable place to pick some up. I was hoping, like, I picked up some more um, Adam, and I, I was hoping it would run, um, you know, at the same time that Zephyr takes a dip, and that way I can kind of rotate the two. 
Um, it's one of the benefits of having a variety of shit going in your portfolios. You can kind of rotate these a little bit. Um, anyway, let's move on to some other charts and things. I think your speaker might be a little bit loud. It's giving me a little bit of feedback. You might want to turn them down a little bit. Sorry, one second. No problem. Um, let's see. So some other things here. Um, um, let's go to Kujira next, kind of go up the market caps here. Um, Kuji is at about, I think, 500 million market cap. Let me pull it up here. Um, see what it's been doing. Um, it's been kind of, yeah, 500 million market cap. Um, it only trades like around 1.5 million per day. So it's not very heavy. It's got a total value locked right now of 111 million. Um, I don't think too much has materially changed in Kujira the last few months. I think, um, I would think that like a vast majority of Kujira holders are just kind of stable. Um, I, I would be shocked if we had a dramatic increase in users or something because the TVL hasn't changed very much, right? Um, and um, so that's kind of where that is. I think Kujira like um, uh, also has an interesting chart in that um, if you pull up the MEXC chart in particular, um, the highest volume range, um, like, so the, the high volume range for Kajira is coming out to right around like $3.50. So I think that's probably a kind of sweeter spot buy zone. There's a FIB at like $3.35 and at $2.25. So I think like um, for Kajira, it's not a bad idea to set an alarm at about 225. And that would be kind of where uh, one could go in pretty heavy. The 200-day moving average for Kajira should hit about 225 by end of month. So that would coincide with like a correction to the 200-day. Um, in the next month would put you at like $2.25. So um, Kujira could run though, because it's, still riding above its 50-day moving average. Uh, in fact, it really hasn't slipped below it um, really almost at all, like in the last, oh, I don't know, like since um, October or so, after it like popped over the 50-day, it's been running strong. Um, so what it's, like Kujira's done is it's gone sideways pretty much for the past um month or so and it's been pretty much just riding the 50-day moving average so i don't know if someone's buying right there or what but it seems like there's kind of a buy wall um on the price like on the chart at like four bucks or something like that so kind of interesting strange looking chart um don't know what to make of it but like um Kuji's done this before like it'll go sideways for a very long time um, I think with this big run-up, like a consolidation for Kajira that could last like even into summer would not be surprising at all. So I think with Kajira, you'd have to be just patient. Um, I think the patience will pay off, though, because at 500 mil market cap for a credible layer one, I'd say it's fairly um, low-valued. Um, and if its TVL jumps, jumps dramatically over the next one year, the total value locked, I think um, you'll see a lot more price action in it. Um, so Kuji is one that could definitely reach like, you know, into those 2 billion to 5 billion market cap numbers 
at some point in the future. Um, where will that be in the cycle? Uh, that could be like a year, year and a half from now. Um, but that still represents a favorable, maybe like 10x plus. And um, if it, you go into a really aggressive bull market, you know, you might get 20x or something like that from here. But um, anyway, Kuji is an easy one at this point to scale into. Its top was like around 558. It's now about 416. Um, and, um, if the market dips some, uh, you get yourself some there. Um, let's see here. BTC, it looks like it's pretty much given up any kind of like gains it had related to sort of like, you know, whatever ETF pump and stuff. <laughs> so, um, that's somewhat expected. Um, there's not a huge amount of AUM or assets under management in that ETF thing. So, um, I think like BTC's 200-day moving average is currently at 33k. So, um, is it possible for it to dip down to that? Certainly. Um, will it go below that? Um, possibly, but like that's where it becomes the most bullish to buy. Um, I would say BTC's biggest volume, um, like level, um, is at 37.5 and at um, 30,000. So 30,000 puts it below the 200-day moving average. And usually BTC is a good deal below the 200-day moving average. Like if you buy above the 200-day, you can do it as a momentum trader. But if you want a good price to buy it at, like usually it's below the 200-day. Um, are we going back to 16K or some shit like that? Probably not. <laughs> I think the next FIB level above that is right around 22.8. Um, 22.8... Um, is kind of a magic number for BTC if we take a giga dump because um, that is the um, approximate cost to mine BTC at in 2024 after happening. And um, I think it's very reasonable to keep an eye on BTC, um, good place to have an alarm. In fact, I'll put one there now, let's say 22.9, let's put an alarm there. Um, that would be, I think the level that um, I would pretty much uh personally like i would um sell you know a big pile of stocks and just go go heavy into btc um, at the cost of mine um you know people think this won't happen but like you know during happening years historically there's been a lot of volatility like buying the news or selling the news and whatever else um pre and post happening dumps and stuff are very common so um Key is like always in crypto to buy the stuff that is down, not the stuff that's up. So like if BTC runs and you don't get a chance to buy any further, who gives a shit? No one cares. Like you have tons of other stuff in the market you can buy that is down. So I think the key there is to um, simply be patient and um, only like you, you diversify so you have a variety of things dipping at all times. Uh, not because you're worried that one thing's going to go to zero or, or the other. Um, diversification is for uh, keeping an eye on um, volatile um, coins so that you can find one that uh, suits your uh, like price targets or whatever. Take perfect example, like Litecoin is a good one. I kind of mentioned it like a couple of days ago. Um, why? Because it had like dropped uh, during recent liquidation events all the way down to $57, which is like, um, in the volume support zone for LTC, and it's at the highest volume support zone right at that range. And it, Litecoin has consolidated at that price level for, I don't know, like 
one, two, three, four, five, six, like seven years. <laughs> so like that's a credible price floor for Litecoin, which is mined. It's not going to zero because it is mined. And uh, you always have like retail people jump into Litecoin every season. So it does tend to run somewhat. Um, is, and Litecoin's fine as long as you get it like almost at the absolute bottom or scale in heavy near the bottom. So last cycle, um, Litecoin went to 413. And um, the current price today of like 75 bucks is 82% down from that. And Litecoin dropped 90% from the high um, at the at the like end of 2022. So LTC, I think, um, has been steadily climbing since then. It's kind of made it all the way to like 98 to 100 or something like that. Dip back down to um, that $56 level twice. So put in like a double or triple bottom right there. And the chart just looks really, really good. Um, so that's why I picked up LTC. It was also below the 200-day moving average, which is generally a good, good like discount zone. And um, it's also one that like nobody's talking about, which is another good, there's like no FOMO, there's nothing in involved. So you don't get these things for like giga gains, like you're not going to 10x this thing probably. Um, but um, like moving past the bear market resistance of $97 and hitting 129 would be super rational. So I can make an easy 2x, I believe, on Litecoin if we have a a, a bull market. Uh, which uh, over the next two years, there's a pretty high probability of that happening. So, um, so that's kind of the the Litecoin thesis in a nutshell. And I just basically picked it up at like seventy bucks with an intent to, with a limit order in there to auto sell at one twenty nine, um, which is sort of like one of the fib levels up. And if the market's doing super hot at that time, I could drop that limit order and maybe push it up to like maybe one seventy or above. Um, it just depends on like how bullish the rest of the market's looking at that point. But I think with Litecoin, like technically, it's low enough where it could run, even if nothing else runs. So that's one of the things about um, uh, choosing these things that's important. I just got caught. Root, uh, I think I hear your voice trying to ask something. Yeah, how how is it all looking today for you in your eyes, Jeff? Because I just like I just got coffee. Oh, overall, um, yeah, overall, like uh, BTC, like down back to forty four eight. Um, it's probably liquidating some long positions that um, got put in, like in anticipation of the uh, the the ETF drama or whatever. Right. Um, I, mean, I don't. I can I can barely hear you. By the way, I think something's wrong with your mic. Um, Hello, can you hear me? Can you hear me? Hello. Hello? Not really. I can hear you, but it's not, it's really quiet. Speak up, person. Speak up louder. <laughs> I think you have to change mics or something. I got water something. in my phone. I got water in my phone. Oh, yeah. I can barely hear you. It's not working very good. You you do sound like you're in a bathtub, actually. <laughs> I'm not. That's the thing. I got water in it. So anyway, um, uh, in either case, uh, yeah, if, if you want a good deal, yeah, Zephyr's at 17.9 right now. So that's a pretty nice deal. Um, I'm actually watching it to see if I uh, get some more if we get a dip here because it's going to be dragged down by BTC um, because there's some BTC ZEF trading pairs. So that's going to be a, like an automatic effect because uh, BTC drops. 
So you can use that to your advantage potentially. Um, Ethereum's like continuing to pick up like to 2660. So it's like trying to catch up to BTC's. Um, like it's trying, I think it's trying to catch up in ratio relative to the prior high. Um, it's it's catching up to BTC in this regard. So it's looking pretty decent. Um, so we're, when ETH is healthy, that's good because it usually means that there's a fair amount of leverage in the system to sort of pump other things. Um, looks like there's a lot of capital rotation to e Ethereum ecosystem, right? Like I saw that like OP, NES, LDO, Ethereum, they were outperforming the last couple of days, right? Yeah. So like I, I picked up, um, I picked up um, Optimism, which is OP, which is a, you know, layer two solution along with Arbitrum and uh, Matic and shit on uh, Ethereum. And I picked it up at the all-time high break of $3.29. It's now at four oh eight, and my intention was to sell Optimism at one of these like big extensions. Um, one is $4.69, one is $5.64, and the third one above that is $7.34. I think somewhere between six and seven um, is pretty rational on that one, and I, I intended to basically just make a 2x on it and get out. Um, like I'm doing a lot of that this year is just like lots of two X's um, for stuff that I don't Doesn't really want to follow. Have NFTs or no? I have no idea. I honestly only trading the chart on optimism. Sure I literally know right. zero. I've heard, I've heard about it though. <laughs> yeah. It's fast though. I heard. Yeah. Although the layer twos are generally quick until they get jammed up and then they get slow too. And then, yeah, that is a problem. So yeah, it's I like kind of whatever, but yeah, I, again, I'm not, like I think they'll run reflexively with Ethereum. So I'm really just like, there's some coins I don't really care that much about. I'm just sort of buying and selling to trade. I, I don't even leave them. I just don't even take them off exchange. I literally just buy it and then stick, kind of just having fun stick in a limit order in there and like, you know. Non-financial advice? Yeah, that's, that's, <laughs> that's what I do is like, I just sort of like, um, I, I'm just, I just leave a limit order in there. I'm ready to sell it. Like I am, so some things are, I'm not like, that interested in researching and shit like someone will say hey by the way you can check out the chart for such and such and i'm like all right fine and then I'll, if i'm going to spend the time to check out the chart i'm probably going to buy the thing and just like if it looks good right well you don't even need to take that time out because you're just having fun in general yeah yeah exactly so i'm just sort of once i'm sort of looking at it and i've got my shit on my computer i'm like oh let's get a little bit of that and then just ride it ride it for a quick right. run and then sell can you um, give a little uh, 101 an injective? You know, like I, I keep hearing more and more people talking about it. I keep seeing more and more shilling. And I see that some friends from India lose their sleep over it. So I'm very so, curious yeah. <laughs> why. <laughs> so injective um, is a uh, is a Cosmos chain. Um, and it's been around since like before 2021. So it kind of emerged in the previous like bull market. Um, it ran to about $25 in the previous bull market, um, dropped down to about a buck twelve. And um, like, why is it doing well? Well, I think like part of it is um, there is a credible team there, but it doesn't have as much cool shit on it as like Kajira. Like, so it's dramatically overvalued for what it is. But my understanding is, is there's like... Um, you know, the injective ninjas or some sort of like shill cartel or something that like has been pumping the shit out of this thing. And that may be why you're seeing like the levels that you're seeing uh, in terms of like price action. So 
it beat its prior high at $25 back in um, like uh, a while back. Like this was like in December 10th. Um, so I bought it just as an all-time high break. I unfortunately did not buy this thing at a buck 12 or whatever at the bottom. Um, like, you know, in a bear market, there's a lot of choices. For Zeph, like to trade your Zeph. What's that now? I follow. What what decks do you personally use to trade yours off? Oh, like Zeph, Merci. Well, let me let me let me cover yeah. Injective here because he was asking this question. But um, no, you're not so, afraid of crawbacks if you do well. <laughs> Going to jump around too much here. <laughs> um, so anyway, like yeah, basically during a bear market, you have to make choices. Like, what do I want to buy? What do I want to hold for long term? Injective wasn't like heavy on my radar as far as like whatever the hell they're doing. I'm not really sure. There's so many Cosmos chains essentially. Um, almost anything you bought in Cosmos at the bottom has done pretty well. Uh, so like, you know, many things have performed like a 10 X essentially already, including injective, which is now at like, I don't know, um, close to a 35 X or something from the bottom. So, um, yeah, these things have done pretty well, um, in Cosmos and basically it's riding kind of its 50 day moving average injectives. Um, 200 day moving average has reached about 15 bucks which is not quite yet at the level of the all-time high break at 25 so i'd say my position is still sort of in danger of a correction um in a sense but like well actually i take that back i sold my injective um i'm pretty bullish on cosmos brother so i sold injective the other day um uh, a few days back because like it looked pretty toppy as far as like um kind of getting into sideways action it could still run but like i felt like at that moment adam had a better upside so i picked up adam at 940 and it went up to like i don't know it's at 1040 right now so um so basically like a 10 percent gain on injective um when i sold it at about 40 and it's it's currently sitting at 37 so i just kind of rotated it a little bit just because i feel like it's layer one's turn to run um ethereum um adam these are kind of like the big layer ones like ecosystem coins that um you know i think like haven't caught up to sort of btc's ratios in terms of um level compared to their all-time highs so they have like good um potential so um the uh, so yeah so adam at this point like it's pulled that let's cover that one next so it's actually done quite nicely it's sort of bottomed out at about eight dollars and 88 cents this was back um on january 8th put in a nice like higher low um the previous higher low was like 820 and then before that was like six dollars and 20 cents so it's like putting in progressively higher lows with very deep retracements um, and usually those big big retracements on adam are like auto buys like there's not even a point in like debating them because that Adam always pops off these like giga dumps. Um, even if you wanted to sell it for a quick trade, it tends to to do that. So um, very, very volatile. Adam has always been this way. I'm not sure why, um, but it's like like crazy, like 30% drops on any given month um, is normal. And uh, it just goes up and down, up and down. So it's like, like some people like to trade it because it does move a lot. It's a great um, grid bot coin if people are into grid botting. Because it's so volatile, it just you can just leach up tons of yield um, and profit. So um, and then like uh, so, uh, Adam's uh, level is at um, twelve dollars and twenty nine cents. Is sort of its fib level. 
it's been rejected um, recently off of that, and then it dumped again back down to the nine dollar fifteen cent fib, and then now it's like heading up to test it again. And and it's uh, I think this week, if you see, um, like if you end up seeing um, Adam close like right above around eleven fifty, um, that's pretty much an engulfing bullish candle on the weekly. Um, if you can get to eleven fifty, might put an alarm there. But I think if it does that, your probability of breaking um, the the fib resistance at twelve twenty seven is pretty good, and then you could probably expect it to run to like um, either to fifteen seventy, which was the bear market resistance, or probably break above that. I, I'm predicting like that most coins will break their bear market resistance levels. You know the sort of like um, the bear market rally levels that they they put in, and so that would put Adam at 20 bucks which is about a 2x from here past 20 bucks like adam would be um not too far to, to 44 dollars to all-time high and um if we get like a solid bull run for the next year and a half then it's reasonable to expect adam to break its prior high and head off to like maybe like 78 bucks or 105 so everyone who owns cosmos is usually bitching about something or another and um uh, so the reality is like there's not a lot of excess FOMO or anything like that in Adam. So if it starts to run, um, people pile in kind of late usually. But uh, yeah, Root, you have a question about that? You're, I mean, there's only like one coin that I kind of particularly like on Cosmos. And it's because there's zero transaction fees when trading NFTs and there's zero gas. Um, but that's Stargaze. Yeah, Stargaze, yep. Yeah. Stargaze is good. Yeah, um, I mean, the, their holders are like pretty diamond as well. And then it's like they're just chilling at their all time high right now. Well, not, is, uh, is there a goal to flip NFTs then? Because I mean, the, the ch choosing chains and NFTs, I mean, you need to follow a certain collection. So no, you well, kinda... I, I'm a Bitcoin guy. So, but the thing is, it's like I have Bitcoin NFTs, but like they're fun to me, right? So mm -hmm. it's like at the end of the day, I kind of like traversing the fun to all the chains I possibly can. Well, let me correct you on Stargaze a little bit. So Stargaze, I've, I've been in for a very long time, and its um, high was actually about 83 cents. It's currently at 5 cents. So No, 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 but like for yeah. right now, it's at a high. Like yeah, it's right at now. a local top, yeah. So the bear market top for um, Stars was about 6.6 .6 cents. It's now at 4.6. Again, the probability that we're going to break a bear market rally high, I think, is pretty good. Um, how far it goes beyond that, I'm not sure, but like right. it could definitely do. It could do I, I its work. Like it's got some movement to make. I think. It yeah, it's be. got it's got some definite um, potential for like a five x from here, probably something like that. Agreed. Agreed. Uh, understand that like the first high that it had back in 2022 is after it first got listed, and those pumps during a bull market can't be trusted as far as prior highs. So you you don't really want to use that price chart. Like unless we break right. that at some point, if we break like the previous like pump pump high of eighty nine cents or whatever, that'd be like amazing. But you, it's like you know, it's that illiquid bullshit pump that you can't you really still trust. Personally, do you have? Do you like Stargaze or negative? Yeah, yeah, I have stars. I've had okay, it for like cool, cool. I I had it through the entire bear market too. Right, because I mean, I, I like the founder. I spoke to the founder the other day. And like they're really nice people. I mean, they stood yeah. out through the Shane like everybody the bear, right. the winter bear, and they're pretty bold. So I like it. Yeah, they they keep they've uh, continued to build nice things, um, build decent experiences. 
Um, so yeah, I think the, um, if you want like a credible team with, um, and, uh, the core team, I feel like, you know, has never really kind of fucked around or created any problems. Right. They haven't deviated. They just kind of, yeah, they've been pretty, pretty, um, yeah, on, on pace. So, and, uh, yeah, so I think they're, they're doing fine. And I think, uh, it's a reasonable hold. Um, right. I mean, it's overall beneficial for Cosmos regardless. Oh yeah. And NFTs and like. Um, are almost like advertising billboards um, at some point during like when, when bull markets are in full effect, it's like straight advertising for your particular chain. And then like um, NFTs tend to run when everyone feels rich on their core coins. And then they, those things tend to pump. Right. I mean, it's also identity exposure and it's like attention automatically onto one and then onto, onto chain. So it's good. Sure thing. So let's see um, some other stuff that's out there. Um, uh, let's see where. So, yeah, we're getting a bit more of a correction now because like BTC is dipping some more, which is good. Um, it, it's run quite a bit. So it's actually not a bad thing for BTC to sort of drag everything down a little bit. It might prevent some opportunities for everybody. Um, if you've been waiting for like these opportunities, this tends to be kind of like the disbelief rally. So we had the disbelief rally already where it's like people like, what the fuck? Why is everything going up? And now like you tend to get a dump after that straight classic sort of like market psychology sort of dump. And then um, usually the people that buy into the disbelief rally dump are the ones that usually do great for the rest of the bull market. They're the people that are still relatively early, but they're the people that tend to wait for confirmation of a actual beginning of a kind of a bull market. And I think um, uh, like things are looking pretty decent there. Um, let me pull up another chart that we've been following, like fetch AI. It's back down to about 69. It's kind of had a hard time breaking. It's like 78 cent level. I think like it's a bit too hot in my opinion. Like I think judging by how it's chart action, if it was going to pump to its prior high at a dollar 21, I would have done it by now. I think like it could do another pullback, um, at least to the fib level at 40 cents. So I originally bought, um, fetch at, 37 cents and at about 65 cents i'm like this chart looks kind of like flattening out i decided to go ahead and sell it and buy adam the other day um when it was like at 9 40 and adam's at like 10 40 now so i'm like in the green there so i just rotated into that um but i think fetch would look appetizing again right again around 40 cents to me um if it hits that i think it's like a decent buy again um there's some folks like crypto wizard and some others that like tend to show this thing. So like his community is like really, really rabid as far as like uh, following his lead. So I think um, he kind of posted that it's one of his top holdings for reasons that are inexplicable to me. I think mostly due to AI narrative, but like the chain is kind of whatever. Um, in my opinion, it is a cosmos chain, but it is kind of like, I don't know, it's like drastically overvalued. So um, I think like, if you bought into FET at like 17 cents, you're pretty happy now. If you bought it at nine cents, you're happy now. But here buying it, oh man, I don't know. It's a whatever to me. And I think um, market makers tend to sort of see those all-time high numbers and they tend to put limit orders to sell there because they know they can get a sale done, right? Without tanking the charge. So this, like the price action for FET looks like market maker selling or like smart money selling with limit orders there. I would be cautious about um, buying into that at this point. Um, and you see this kind of price action with FET back in February of 2023. 
where it like topped out at I think like around 50 cents and it would it would just hang there like a 50 cent like um over and over again for like weeks like four or five weeks and then it took a um it took a drop or a correction from like 50 cents down to about 17 cents so I think that same sort of chart action is in play now for fetch so if you own it um just be aware I sold mine like because it looks kind of toppy again I've I can clearly be wrong here and it could just run anyway. Um, and um, so, um, you know, the usual non-financial advice kind of like thing, I'm just like just telling you what I did. I just, just so you understand like my rationale behind it, not because you should try to copy trade me because I will be wrong um, numerous times. So uh, this is just what I, I happen to be doing. As long as I'm in profit, like, you know, if I sell without making a perfect trade at the very top, like I don't really care because I can always use like I'm always watching things. So I'm always going to find something else to dump, you know, dive into that, you know, maybe is corrected more or something. So um, there's not really a reason to sort of like worry that, hey, wait a minute, I didn't get the perfect gain or the perfect top or whatever. That stuff is irrelevant for the most part. Like um, chasing that shit is like. Chasing perfection is a great way to to do poorly, I think, in this space. Um, anyway, so like, yeah, fetch. Uh, the other one I kind of like sold because it looked like a local top was um, Akash, AKT. Same story, like the the AI narrative seems to have cooled down a bit. And I kind of sold it at like 320. It's now at 292. And um, I did that with the thinking that like it's 200-day moving average is down at a buck twenty-five. And uh, it has been running like pretty much since October till now in a pretty straight, like it basically has been parabolic on the log scale, which means it's like, you know, there, there comes a point where that's unsustainable and maybe it goes up higher, maybe it just giga sends or it just dumps down to his 200 day or even below. So I think like, you know, as far as like return on investment, I did pretty good on it already. I think my, you know, I probably got like a three X on it or something based but I've held this thing for like several years. So I, I decided I'm going to sell this thing. I've been holding long enough and I'm going to like re-enter if I see um, a better price. And that's also when I bought it, I bought Adam with it. Um, Cause it's easy to swap from like some of these things um, within Cosmos, injective, Akash, whatever, because you can just IBC tr transfer and then sell. So I converted that at Adam at nine 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 forty or something as well. So I, I use these funds that I kind of like, um, you know, from selling certain things, and I picked up some other things that I felt like were maybe a, a better deal or has like coins that have consolidated more and things like that. Um, but um, let's see. So what other things are happening here? So another one, as you know, that I like is it tends to be Link, and Chainlink um, has. Uh, put in a pretty strong rally from its dip to $12.25. Uh, $12 is like one of its FIB levels, and it did dip to that during some of these recent liquidations earlier in the month, like a couple weeks back. And it's pumped back, pumped back up to like $14.84, and it currently sits like precisely at its 50-day moving average. Um, its 200-day is sitting at like $9.95. I don't really feel strongly that you're going to get those levels for Link again. And the reason for that is because the $9.40 level, which was put in in the bear market, um, like back at like October, August of 2022 and like November of 2022, 
like link people that have held this for that long and have accumulated in the seven to eight dollar range have been doing this doing this for like 18 months so like you have such a nice price floor for chain link that it's kind of obvious that if it dips to like 12 bucks you would get more which is like i got more at 14 again by the way the other just the other day because i cycled some stuff out of it um into it um and um it's at 14.81 at the moment and um i think link had a lot of um it had a lot of leverage like players in it and they kept getting liquidated over and over again because it has a fib level at like 15.80 and it would pop over this level over and over again but then it would get crushed again and i think that's because there's not enough spot buyers and too many leveraged players in the market and what that does is that leads to those leverage players getting liquidated and um, you get dumps again and again and those dumps can be your opportunity um, if you're a spot um, trader like myself i don't really do any leverage because i don't know it's just expensive it's a waste of money and i don't need it because i have plenty of money so like leverage for people that are um trying to like gamble on a specific gain but then you have to put stop losses and all that in I don't use stop losses at all. Never have, never will. Because I'm rich and I don't need it. Like it's just that simple. Like I only buy things that I that I'm comfortable at levels that I'm willing to let them go to zero. And I'm also um uh not willing to pay exchanges fees and liquidation fees and stop losses where I have to sell low. It's just completely unnecessary, so I'll pick up whatever coin I want and I will get more on the way down and I will get more all the way to the bottom. And I always win doing this unless something goes to zero which i do have some stuff that has gone to zero um so like but you know the gains from everything else completely obliterates a few zeros here and there it's not a big deal but that's the benefit of being diversified generally like you know it, it uh if you have something that goes to zero you're not going to go die um so don't go all in all in on anything regardless of how bullish it looks or how good the chart looks or whatever um there's there's like a lot of different things that look bullish um and um you can kind of like jump into a few things a few variety of things i think and be fine um crypto though by itself is not particularly diversified and the reason is because like when the crypto market goes down everything goes down generally um unless the chart is absolutely like in a wrecked zone like litecoin for example litecoin's currently um i mentioned it two days ago litecoin's actually rising while everything else is falling why is that because its chart was wrecked and when you have a wrecked chart and people buy at the very, very bottom, those are called the smart money. And they're not willing to sell it at an ROI of like 10% or whatever, right? They're going to sell at an ROI of a minimum of 2x in crypto. And therefore, that puts the current Litecoin buyer at somewhere like at the FIB level of 130 to sell. So that's kind of how you think about this. So like if, you, if, you buy, if you're buying the like ugliest looking chart, then you really have like the the least amount of sell pressure left over residual in that in that thing and um it's just a lower risk buy at those levels basically because you've already like most of the sellers have been exhausted by then and that's a way to look at it like right now perfect example zephyr's at 17.64 um like uh perfect like like relatively perfect buy zone um for um a proof of work coin like this and it's consolidated quite nicely at this level and um uh can it go down further sure like that's not the point like the point is that a lot of the negativity has already been leached out of it because it's already down like so if you look at the price of zephyr for example 
Um, if you look at the high of 1535 and you look at current price level, it's a 66% retracement. Um, did it get down to 15 bucks briefly? Yeah, it went down to like 70% retracement. Um, can it go a little bit lower than that? Yeah, sure, it's possible. Maybe it gets down to 80% retracement. I don't know. But the point is, like, you got to scale in somewhere. You're never going to be perfectly right. And the reality is you have to be willing to ride some red. And as long as most of the red has been taken out of the of the coin, like you know, the downside, you don't have to be perfect. Um, you'll ride you'll ride down some down, downside in most coins, no matter what you buy. That's just normal. Um, if you don't get that by now, like I don't know what you're doing here. Like you're gonna get some um, you're gonna get some time in the red for sure um, on any almost everything and anything you buy. Um, and um, in fact, like it's probably a good sign if you're in the red um, at least some of the time because. It means that you're paying attention. You're not waiting for the perfect bottom because that's impossible. And um, in crypto, like with the type of volatility you expect, you can be in the red up to 40 to 50% as a normal like adventure. Um, and that's something you just have to live with. Um, that's just part of it, part of the game. Uh, if you can't do that, you don't belong here. Like <laughs> it's that simple. Um, you're you're going to fuck around and find out. You're going to put too much money into something. It's going to go down and you're going to sell low. Do not sell low. Otherwise, you're an imbecile. We've all done it. Don't do it. Like uh, you should only allocate as much as you're willing to have go to zero. And besides that, like you should not. Um, and you know, if it goes to zero, let it go to zero. But that's fine because you only spent five bucks on it, right? Your allocation is small, so it doesn't matter if it goes to zero. It's like you know, you lost the price of a cheeseburger or something or whatever is minuscule to you. Uh, that doesn't matter. Um, and if you think in this way, you'll always be able to sort of like scale in bigger on the way down. And that would be good. Like, so this crypto market's perfect right now because like stock market's up and I'm, I'm eyeing all the stocks that are going up with like an eager sense here. Cause if uh, the imbeciles in the crypto market dump, then I can basically sell this gigantic spark stock portfolio I built over the past year and a half. And I can just basically go full dive into BTC or something and, and um, completely um, just, you know, dominate as, as usual. So the, that's the beauty of having some things with, some things that are in the green, some things that are in the red, so that you have something to sell and rotate into something to buy if you um, if you have the opportunity. So um, anyway, but yeah, like I'm hoping for like some of my shit to go up, um, you know, maybe like just really jump hard, like right as Zephyr dips. And that way I can get myself some more right there. I've been averaging in from like, I bought some at $6. It's now at 18. I bought some at like... 30-ish. I bought some at 25. I bought some at 20. I bought some at 17 to 18, which is where it is now. And if we get one more dip, I can basically go in heavy. At that stage, I'll probably like double my position, my entire position, and just like ride it to Valhalla. Um, that's the way to do this. Like scale in and um, and uh, keep an eye on like good deals. Um, yeah, disclosure, you're going to say something? Yeah, my question is, do you ever, and I'll explain why I'm asking this question. Do you ever allocate into like pre-sales and seed rounds? And the reason why I'm asking is because we, we are currently in a pre-sale ourselves. So also kind of want to understand the perspective of, let's say, of an investor like you. But not necessarily directly you and our project, but I mean in general by targeting people. I don't, help? I don't because the reason I don't is because... Um, like I tend to like to just, it's just entertainment for me. I like to push a button and sell and push a button and buy. I don't really want to think too much about like, 
which team does what and is it going to be successful and whatever else i just sort of let the market decide i'm not at like an typically like an angel investor and whatever else and i haven't gotten into like icos and you know seed rounds and stuff personally um you know like the other thing too is like some of those things um it depends on the amount of like size of buys that they want to like do fundraisers in but the problem in crypto space is that you if you go for a very sizable investment in a seed round type of thing you'd need to know the team pretty well and the reality is i don't have time to like a lot of work weeks that i don't have time to go research teams and whatever the fuck else like so historically even in stocks and things i have not been involved much in like penny stocks or you know like i go in i usually jump in when things are sort of like working in motion stuff fucking works like it's not pure vaporware and i see some reasonable potential and then even then maybe i'll like watch it and then like maybe you get a nice pullback and i'm like okay i'm gonna dive into that so yeah if you if you get into seed rounds and things and you're really successful at doing that in a project that moons like yeah you can make giga money that way for sure um but you can also like have your money go to zero because there's a lot of rug pulls and bullshit in the space too not to say that yours is i'm just saying like in general um it's just not my thing like i just don't you know, I don't worry about that sort of stuff. I no, no, no. I'm not taking. I'm not taking this personally, Nora. I'm just. Yeah. I'm just curious. That's just my, in my your viewpoints feeling. and stuff like that. Because yeah. of course, we try to always uh, try to be uh, flexible and always hear sure. feedback on, on all of these things, dude. Like, yeah. I'm honestly, all you keep talking about Cosmos for I don't know. Like, I know you're like for two, three years, and you keep talking about Cosmos, and now I'm trying to figure out like. Dude, how fucking cool it would be to launch in Cosmos chain because we're like working with Alien DAO, like with the our DAO <laughs> yeah, is right. like UFOs and aliens. I'm and trying to investigate sense. as much stuff as possible about Cosmos chain because that would just be the perfect fit. C- yeah, couldn't get yeah. get more perfect than that. I think also DAO tooling is going to be DAO tooling is superior. Like I don't know exactly what they have on Ethereum, but like um, people have realized last season the need for DAO tooling for DAOs to sort of spin up and create something really easily and um like yeah i mentioned terra with enterprise dow i mentioned yeah, the enterprise, enterprise dow is ridiculously enterprise DAO, good enterprise dow is also by the way um there was a spaces yesterday on this they are um coordinating with neutron as well so you're gonna like the beautiful thing about enterprise dow is they're going to be a cross-chain dow so like they'll probably tie into Neutron and Terra and Injective and whatever. So the benefit of that to you as a DAO is like your DAO assets could be diversified. It has treasury management features. So you can basically have IBC assets, cross-chain assets. Um, I don't know if you've understood what IBC does, but like it's a, a bridging solution built into Cosmos Chains. It's not like an external bridge. So it's basically a secure system that if you're a DAO on enterprise, you could have like Injective in your treasury. You could have Luna in your treasury. You could have um, Stargaze tokens in your treasury, whatever that you feel like um, investing in as a DAO. You can have that in your treasury. And you can also give um, rewards from those treasuries to your your DAO holders. So I would say like if you're interested in looking at um a DAO that has done this really well i mentioned it the other day that's uh ryan lyons thing 
which is the um, Lion Dow. Um, yeah, I threw him a follow when you mentioned it. Yeah. It's on. It's on Enterprise. You can mention that I that I told you to talk to him. He'll he'll respond back. And um, but yeah, you can just see what he did. Like just look at how it's set up, and you'll or just like play on there and get some Lion Dow tokens, and just like you know they're cheap, they're whatever, and you can just see what they do and like how governance works. But you can have like it has full governance tooling. It has full like treasury management tooling um, and it has cross chain capability. It's impressive. Like, and they're building quite a lot more. So this is one of the bullish cases ultimately for Terra is that like Terraform labs is building a lot of interesting, useful stuff um, and uh, sort of like regenerating sort of activity there after the Terra crash from UST and stuff. So yeah, um, TFL is definitely not scammers, regardless of what you think um, you hear on the media, whatever uh, I'll, uh, I'll say that. And, uh, and I think they do good work. Um, obviously the Luna UST crash previously was um, a tragedy and such, but at the same time, it's it, like, none of that was some kind of a, you know, intentional scam except for Sam Bankman free crashing the system. But, um, but yeah, this new stuff, like with Terra version two, there's no baggage from any of that anyway. And, um, the Dow tooling. And there's also an inter another interesting thing you might want to look at is the warp protocol. Warp on Terra is an automation protocol, so that allows you to do interesting things like pay um, employees and stuff like this um, based on certain benchmarks and different things. So, yeah, interesting automations to send transactions and receive transactions. Uh, it's pretty cool. So uh, definitely some productivity tooling. Um, I would say like Luna's claim to fame right now or the Terra blockchain's claim to fame is really the productivity tooling that's emerging. And particularly the fact that it's cross-chain so that you can use it um, on a variety of different Cosmos chains or whatever. Um, you can kind of have, for example, star. I think I think you can even have like Stargaze NFTs in your um, like in your uh, wallet uh, within the DAO. So like if you have NFTs on, I believe, Terra, um, or you have NFTs on things like Stargaze, I believe. I'm not 100% sure, but like, um, I'm not the master of this particular thing. I haven't paid attention, but you can you can hold NFTs in your DAO treasury, and you could you could launch an NFT as a DAO, um, and then people could stake their NFTs and shit with you and stuff. All sorts of stuff is coming out, so I would definitely pay close attention. Um, so yeah, if you're if you're building some kind of DAO, it's really quite easy. In fact, what I would do disclosure is I would go on Enterprise DAO and just make one real quick. Like make one not with your main name and stuff, just make up a generic thing and just do a test one and sort of build something. And um you can basically, you know, like play with the tools. You can like figure out do I want a billion tokens for my DAO? Do I want a million tokens? Depending on what kind of, you know, like <laughs> depending on what kind of coin price you like to see um, you know, on the tickers and things. And um and then ultimately those the coin factory, you can ultimately take those coins and um, you could supply liquidity on Astroport or something like that and actually start a um, liquidity pool so people can trade your DAO token, things like that. So it's it's pretty easy. It's you don't even know how to code, have to know how to code to do this stuff. So if you do have coders in your team or whatever, you can use them to um, like do other shit, like maybe create a front end and stuff like that for your DAO. Anyway, it's cool stuff. Um, Speaking of which, uh, Luna is not at a, a generally bad price to be scaling in. Um, it uh, is at resistance at right around like 74 cents. It hit a bottom of about 56 cents. So um, 
if people have not scaled into Luna and if they like it, um, price is at a reasonable level again, I, I would say. With Are we speaking of... about Luna Classic or Luna? No, Luna Luna, like the new Luna. <laughs> Luna Luna. All right. Luna Classic um, is um, the residual chain from the last crash, but their tokenomics is a bit fucked up. Um, it did pump a little bit um, during recent, like, whatever. There was kind of some excitement there for whatever reason. So um, who knows what it's going to do? Like, but and there is some sort of community there, but I don't know what they're doing. There's been a lot of like scammers and this and that there too, so I'm not sure. But no, I'm talking about Luna V2 would be um, where Enterprise DAO and all this other stuff is. Um, I don't know if Enterprise is going to tie in. I, I, they probably will ultimately tie into um, uh, Luna Classic and some other things just because there's users there. I don't know precisely what that entails and whatever. But I know that like, Mr. Diamond Hands, one of these kind of guys that like does spaces for Luna Classic, he had um, Chris Amani on from uh, TFL on this morning, actually, to do some sort of spaces. I did not hang out over there to see what's going on. Like, I don't have any Luna Classic. I'm not too worried about what's happening there. So I don't tend to go over there very much. Can we, can we stop talking about <laughs> Luna Classic? It's, you, you do re- you, Come on, Seth. We need a rule. Like, it, it's no. It was one of the best spaces ever when people would be measuring how many years it will take to ten thousand to go to ten thousand dollars or like <laughs> a million years to ten dollars. Like it's just and then then you hear the absolute mental gym like such the mental gymnastics, gymnastics just just people <laughs> coming up with the wildest theories and ideas and then you realize like a lot of those spaces were just you know entertainment but there would be people spending like a few hours a day just actually trying to find reasons to um, exp- to have to, to have ex- explanation why they're still holding the bag you know to be fair to to the community what a year year and a half ago Seth and it was had so many smart people in there problems could have been solved but it had equally a bunch of retards in there and i use that word very 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 forcefully yeah that i'm gonna i'm it. gonna reserve judgment on how smart they were but that's a well, duncan, <laughs> hang on, hang on. Anyway. duncan was very clever you were very clever bruce was very clever yeah, but, but we were there just hanging out watching the thing for entertainment we weren't there to like oh come up it. if it had gone well bruce bruce would have taken full ownership of that if you fucking know <laughs> bruce has an 100%. actual like, validator on there so there's that so yeah, there's my proof of the pudding right there. No, like Bruce put a lot of effort into it, and yeah, it was yeah. half for entertainment, but half because he thought if we can make something out of it, great. If not, I get to laugh at people. <laughs> well, it, would I mean, have it been was good. a cult. It would have been better if it was maintained as some kind of meme chain. But the yeah. problem is that the retards decided they were going to want utility, and that's when it goes to zero. Oh, um, like utility's not good. Like it, in the sense that if you want utility, you need people that are going to build shit, like real stuff, and yeah. Um, like look at enterprise DAO on Terra and look at anything on uh, Luna Classic and there's simply no comparison, right? So that's what builders are doing. Now that doesn't mean it's going to be like great for token price and stuff. Like good utilities are things that like don't automatically pump token prices. Um, but the point is like meme, memes do though. And that's that's the way to think of it. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Like the holocracy crap that kept getting pushed. That, that was just oh, fucking hilarious. Do you remember it? Yeah, yeah. Anyway, so let's not dwell on this yeah. too much. Yeah, let's not. Fuck, fuck long. So, um, so other things like um, I would point out Neutron, NTRN. I would be a little bit careful here. Like, I think it's probably topped out for the local run. 
it made it from like 25 cents to $1.71. And it's had a pretty good run, but like the last, and I'm on the week, the daily chart here, but um, it has like, has a rounded top on it um, with this recent run. It's sitting at supported $1.36, but it's looking kind of iffy if you ask me. So if the rest of the market sort of like has a correction, Neutron is certainly not one of the low risk positions to be in at the moment. I would say it's kind of like one of the ones that would probably correct aggressively. And I, if it does, I would say like my buy level would be like around, oh, maybe like around 75 cents for it. And I have an alarm in at 75 cents, but I, I kind of like rotated mine into um, Zephyr um, at around this price. Um, and like, I don't know, you, you might do okay with it. Like I could be totally wrong and it runs for more, but um, it's riding pretty high above its 50 day moving average. It's such a new coin. It doesn't have a 200 day moving average yet on Binance, but um, long-term, I think it'll do fine. But man, if we have a correction, it's going to correct a lot. Um, remember small caps correct a lot. Like, you know, I don't care if it's Zephyr, I don't care what it is. Like take, for example, previous corrections of Neutron would be like from 58 cents down to 38 cents or you know it was like um a dollar 40 cents down to 75 cents these are the kind of corrections you can expect like 50 to 70 percent giga corrections you're gonna see so i would be a little bit cautious of neutron at the moment i certainly wouldn't be adding to it here um well i take that back if you really ultra believe in it and it's gonna go like do a lot then fine but I, I would say, like, considering that nothing's on Neutron yet, it's kind of overvalued for what it is at the moment. Um, in fact, let me pull up its market cap to see if it's even rational. Um, at current market cap of $378 million, um, and a fully diluted valuation of $1.4 billion, yeah, I would say it's kind of relatively, relatively overvalued. Again, that doesn't mean it can't go up. Markets are rational for... All sorts of reasons they keep on going right but um this would be a nice one to pick up if it crashes again back down to about 75 cents i think the first time i picked this up was when soy uh, was in the room and i was like oh i'm gonna i gotta i'm gonna buy some and i think i picked it up at 58 or something like that and i and i ran it like i i sold it past a dollar somewhere and my thought was to just buy it back if it goes lower um so anyway but yeah, Neutron's like available everywhere. So I think it'll run again, but it needs, I think it's rational for it to correct one more time. On the recent liquidation, just like on January 3rd, it dropped all the way to 73 cents or something. So that just gives you a reference point for, um, and, and I think it probably has to retest that again, maybe like, or even lower possibly at 58 cents just to kind of flush out everybody. Um, get all the panic sellers out of there. Um, so yeah, Neutron's like correcting even as we speak a bit. Um, but let's see what else. Um, but notice how like Litecoin, I mentioned like, um, you know, it's on on the daily chart, it's pretty much putting in engulfing candles. Um, and if you look at the the weekly chart, it is actually, yeah, it's fully engulfed the last week. So um, I think Litecoin's going to run here. Um, and it's, I'm not saying it just because I bought it, although I did buy it at 70 cents. I'm $70 or 69. It's now 75. But I do believe it's going to sort of like run to, I don't know, around 100 and um, 
Yeah, 130 at least. The last time I picked up LTC was like back during the bear market. I bought it at like 70. And I sold it at about 100 um, just for a quick trade. Um, so Litecoin is one of those things that when it giga dumps, you can definitely pick some up and just like plan on selling it. Um, it's not one that necessarily have any great reason to hold it long term. There used to be a meme back in the old old days when LTC like had its first cycle and they're like, oh yeah, Litecoin to 5,000. You know, like it'd be like Bitcoin to 150K and Litecoin to 5,000. That shit never materialized. Like Litecoin, I think topped out at like 413 last bull run. And um, I don't even think that was the the absolute high, but yeah, it um, like theoretically it's put in a pretty good, like high or low every single bear market. So like in, um, in fact, let me put the monthly chart up here so I can tell you what those were. But like back in um, 2018, I just um, September of 2018, Litecoin put in a low about $22. In uh, March of 2020, with the COVID crash, it was $24, so higher low. And then um, the next after the, the the 2022 bull market or 2021, it put in a low of 20, uh, sorry, $39 in uh, summer of 2022. And then this most recent dip, um, it put in a $56 higher low after doing another $56 higher low previously earlier in the year, like in uh, 2023, I believe in uh, August or so. So really like Litecoin's put in a progressive like couple of higher lows. Um, I mean, in, in, in essence, you could just simply hold this for the entire bull market. It's that good of a like support price at this point. And the Litecoin just passed its volume, the volume profile support, which is $71. Like the biggest bar I have on Litecoin is $55 to 71 on volume support, which means it's right above resistance now. And Litecoin really doesn't have a lot of resistance on the way up. Breaking um, news. Everything is dumping right now. Not my shit. My Litecoin's doing good. <laughs> no, I just randomly got a notification. I'm Bitcoin kidding. is at 44K. And then I was like, yeah. what? When? And it's then they open, I open. And it's like, oh, it's at like 43.8 now. Yep. The the stuff that's holding up during this is Chainlink right now. Like I was telling you guys this before, like it's put Do in. Do you have load. any idea why the fund is going absolutely crazy? This is Grayscale or whatever. The, um, the, 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 the link fund, to... yeah. Grayscale has to exit their their GBTC thing and close that thing down. Apparently, yeah. But what about the link? Uh, was it Grayscale or the other one uh, that had like Chainlink funds, and it was rallying? Oh, like you're talking about crazy. Great. Yeah. Nobody knows why the Grayscale. <laughs> like, it, doesn't it doesn't yeah, make sense. It doesn't make sense. No, it doesn't. It's just pure rationality. It's just um, it's just um, just irrational market participants pumping it. So, so anyway, they don't even but, know the underlying just buying stuff. That's it. Yeah, I wish I bought it though. Like now that now that it's pumped, but like, there's no way I would have ridden it to this type of weird level. Like I would have <laughs> sold it long ago, right? I would have been like, okay, I bought the great Chainlink Grayscale Trust at fifteen dollars, and it runs to let's say thirty dollars. I'm like, whoa, it's way overvalued. I would have immediately sold. Probably it. Probably you would have tried to catch the delta, like short the fund long link, and then like, hey, 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 whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> no, I don't really and do the that. Delta like, is I, there's almost there's no way with my market that the way I do things that I would have ever like let my you know grayscale link position run to seventy five bucks or whatever. That's just lunacy. So <laughs> I'm not sure insane. who's buying it at those levels. Yeah, it's what it is, just momentum buyers like um people see these things and they just ape in basically um 
but like yeah someone's gonna get wrecked buying at those levels obviously um so people that are buying heavy at those levels are gonna lose a lot of money like usually so it is what it is but whatever um yeah it's just complete irrational nonsense um it's that role that's like musical chairs it's fun until the you know the music stops and then everyone loses um but yeah like so there are some things that aren't dumping litecoins going up um the link link is actually doing quite nicely on this bitcoin dip um it's only down 1.3 percent while while btc is up five so the link btc chart let me pull that up um has got to be doing good now um yeah, the link BTC chart's really popping. And the link BTC chart actually popped off its 200-day moving average. And if you guys know that like a lot of crypto whales and Bitcoin whales and stuff, they tend to use the uh, link Bitcoin, the, the Bitcoin pairing. And, um, and uh, really like on the link Bitcoin chart, there's a lot of upside. I, I really feel like of, of a lot of the dino coins or the coins that have been around for you know, since like 2018, like Link, I think Link has one of the higher potential to really rip. Like Solana did this, but I think Link has the potential to have really, um, like, actually beat BTC on the Link BTC pairing potentially um, if they deliver on all this cool shit. Like even today, the the build program that they had um, was talking about how like some new company was joining in with them and they're going to be offering staking rewards to their Link holders and whatever. Anyway, but like the the way Link works is um, more and more Link will have to be locked up the more people that add Link Oracle services to their business models. And that's going to create like staking rewards and the reason to hold Link long run and all sorts of other bullshit. But the point is like they're building a lot. And when you have a lot of building happening, then you tend to um, like get the legit money like the the smart money starts to pour into it so i think Chainlink's going to do great um that's been my suspicion some of the link communities bitching because like it went from like seven dollars to seventeen dollars and it hasn't done anything quote unquote since then it's a high market cap coin you're not going to expect immediate like you know 10x's and shit but if you recall like how much Chainlink and others like it move in bull markets like you'll get a lot of movement at some point within one week. And if you're not in these things, you will simply miss the move. Hey, so if you know, what's also interesting yeah. um, mm-hmm. ETH BTC in three days, we made like uh, from the dip to right now, uh-huh. we're up 25%. Yep. It's doing just a straight line up on the weekly. Yeah. Um, yep. So, so it's going to pump. Yeah. Link will pump. It tends to pump with ETH yeah. anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's a lot of like, I think there's a lot of link on ethereum dexes and stuff too and a lot of people have the ability to take leverage on link on those dexes as well so as eth pumps link is tend to reflect also in it's going to reflect some stuff yeah but link is only down one percent compared to btc five percent so we're definitely seeing like the beginning of alt season um a lot of things actually are preserving their gains compared to btc um, at these levels. Um, so that's a good sign for like alt season beginning and chain link tends to run the beginning of alt season. It did back in 2020, And I think if chain link runs, like I keep telling everybody it's the bellwether, it's the bellwether. It's like, it's the, well, the it's the, it's the smart money. It's the smart money bellwether basically. And it's the canary mm-hmm. in the coal mine. If link yeah. runs to 32, everything runs. You know, the only thing that I'm a little bit concerned is that these coins that ran prior alongside with bitcoin on this bt etf kind of pump 
like FET and maybe even Neutron or something, they're not doing, going to do well in the next one or two weeks, I think, because they just they just ran already, right? So yeah, they, anything that's already done, like a heavy run, um, it is not the thing I would pile into. Um, but, you know, on the other hand, sometimes the things with really high attention, like Solana, the odds that they're going to pick up a bid are quite high on dips. Um, so that's why I have a little bit of Solana just as a gamble. Yeah, I figured, like, right? <laughs> yeah, if I get a two or three X on that, I'll buy my wife something nice. But it's like, it's like. They're going to pump it. Definitely. You know, but like, they're gonna, it's going to pump almost just because, like, it's got some attention. So, you know, it's not unreasonable as, like, a general concept to pile into stuff that's really popular for that season only because like, you know, they're going to be dip buyers, right? So even if you buy the wrong time, the probability that you're going to be able to, especially this early in a bull market, there's a probability you're going to either get a pullback to add some more, or you're going to be able to get like, you know, there's going to be buyers to buy the dip. You know, the probability is high. You know, the other thing Solana, is, you know, what's the spiel on Solana is basically in 25, they have so much tokens that will unlock. So that's going to okay. be a problem. So it's got to run this year. It's got to of, run now. Yeah. yeah it's got to and run and this it's year. not automatic that those tokens will be sold. Um, so you never know. But the, yeah, you, of course, it's, it's going to be a source so much, of FUD. Yeah. It's, it's so a source much. of FUD. So yeah. Solana's resistance at 123. Um, I bought it at 103. It's now at 96.52. And um, my intention is like, even if I only sell it at the prior high, which is $258. That's a two and a half X approximately from my purchase price. And I'll be pretty happy there. I think it'll run past that though. Like, you know, maybe to three to 400 bucks, it'll probably pull something wild. Um, will it get to the next Fib extension of 669? Jesus, that's a really high market cap. I don't know. Um, I think that's just chasing, you know, like unnecessary chasing. I think, at, I think for me, like around 300, um, I'd be pretty happy selling my Solana. Um, at, you know, at the at the price that I bought it. Now, again, I didn't buy the, the the very bottom. I think my sister in law did. She bought like at, I don't know. She bought sub seventeen dollars, or sub twenty sub sub twenty dollars. So if you guys bought it really low, yeah, you're you're in the green now either way. Um, and you know, realistically, like if you reach prior high at two fifty nine, you have largely ridden the meat of the move at that point. Like. You could argue if you bought it at 20 bucks and you're at 300, you should probably sell like in, in all reality, like because there's going to be a lot of other things that are much higher opportunity cost than to just get another 2x or some bullshit. So the key is not to get to the top because that's not where the multiples are. The multiples are by like taking that and then taking going to cash with it and then taking 10% of that and then going to find something really, really cheap that you can buy that um, is like high risk high reward and then like you know you have a new gambling stash essentially so that, that's kind of the way i would probably play that um if, if you're doing really well so yeah i'll, I'll tell her when to sell <laughs> basically i'll be like hey by the way it's time to sell your solana because <laughs> uh she'll get euphoric and shit instead of actually selling the thing so i'm like but she did a good job picking it up right at the bottom there um which is cool um, yeah, I didn't wife, bother with my it. My wife says something like, this it's missing a zero or something. You know, I just bought it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Last time she checked, it was like 200 plus, you know, it was like sub 20. And she's like, that's missing a zero. It's a good time to buy. <laughs> <laughs> missing a zero. <laughs> exactly. 
<laughs> that's 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 pretty smart yeah a really simple way to look at it but true right <laughs> it's like if it's moved over one decimal point then it's probably you know one one uh exponential notation over then you're probably good <laughs> but uh yeah like chain link's looking strong eth is looking strong um i think like if you're bullish ethereum like chain link is the more obvious buy here though like because chain link to get from like 15 bucks to the 32 dollar at its next fib is like a 2x whereas if eth gets to its next level you know it has to go back to prior high to get a 2x right and it's going to be a lot of money That's so if if link goes to prior high from here you're talking about a 3x so it's just the better roi on it yeah. and if eth goes for sure chain link will go it's almost certain right so it's almost like you if you're betting on eth you might as well bet like on, on chain link instead i think so that's precisely what i'm doing i'm not adding any eth or anything right at this point um i'm comfortable with it with link where it is and and link's already done it's like a pullback to its um prior fib at 12 dollars, which makes it even more bullish right stuff that's already had a pullback and is like is looking strong um set it, it just says something to you that's a that it has meaning it means that like you've already retested those lows again and um and pushing onwards which is fine zephyr is about to do the same thing right it's retesting it's like it's like 1770 and it's retesting it's 15 dollars and 84 cent level or whatever it was before i if it um could it dip below that sure but yeah, if it's it, good if it pops off the 16 level and really starts running then that will put in a double bottom, which is what I said. Like when it when it hit the twenty five dollar Zeph when it hit the twenty five dollar fib, I was like, yeah, it could see some resistance there, um, and it sort of did. And then, um, but I've been watching for a good buy, and right now is not a bad buy. Actually, seventeen seventy five is a good spot, really, really good, um, considering it's consolidated. This is like becoming the highest volume uh, range in this in this new sort of like market cap. Um, is right in that mm, like nineteen to twenty dollar range, and also this fifteen to eighteen dollar range. This whole range is like a nice volume consolidation, looking really good um, as a possible location to scale some in at this point. Yeah, I got some this morning. Just yeah, so it's like so. Yeah, always like be looking for the stuff that's down hard um, is a good idea. Um, let me see what happened in like stocks and things too real quick like how's that playing out um we might just see a new all-time high on the s&p 500 today yeah i've got a lot of stocks up today um yeah quite a, quite a few things um i think overall portfolio is up again as well so i'm pretty comfortable there um yep yeah, most things are sort of like started to climb i would say that if people are in stocks the sector to be watching for um if you want stuff like if you do what i do is just like look only for wrecked things um i would say that the food sector stocks are still relatively low um agriculture conagra adm and all these kinds of things food companies that make like a bunch of packaged american food and restaurants and shit and um the um let's see what else is doing good um and then if energy prices um, fall because the Saudis are pumping out more oil, then the petrochem is almost always a good buy. Um, and you can scale into petro 
pretty much any time they take a dip and uh, and do pretty well over the long run. And most of these things have dividends as well. So um, that's not a bad play. I think shipping-related stuff went up because the cost of ship went up. More ships became necessary because of the Strait of Hormuz, Red Sea, and the war shit going on right now with the shipping lanes closed. Yeah, but it's just some bullshit squeeze, you know. So yeah, all of my just... shipping shit is up, um, which is Yeah, fun. yeah, but it's not going to be a sustained move, you know. That's what I'm Probably saying. Probably not. Probably yeah. not. Um, Whereas in energy, the economy I, picks up. You know, if you get a dip in energy, it's just gonna it's gonna dip and it's gonna back go back where it is right now. You know, so that's interesting. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Maybe I should sell all my shippers, like Nat. I have Nat, which is like a natural gas like shipping service. Um, I've got like, you know, I don't know a few of these things, but a lot of those make such good dividends. I bought them at such good price. I'm like, fuck it, leave them alone forever. I think like, what do you think? Like ships are going away? I don't think they're going away anytime soon. So the reality is like, that's a pretty solid industry that is not disappearing. Um, so I figured like, I'll just hold on to those as they, um, for just for the dividends, which um, like my dividends are doing quite nicely. Like I bought so many dividend stocks. So every single day I'm getting paid something like, <laughs> so that's kind of cool. Um, you know, it's like I could, you know, pay all the bills and whatever and, you know, go on vacations with the dividends. So that's kind of what's my goal. Anyway. Um, yeah, which is a good plan, but you have to have enough, I mean, enough uh, capital to, to be able to just live off like a pre-tax 7, 8% dividends if, you know, it's, it's like it's yeah. good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I mean, it's something you have to do over time, obviously. Yeah. Um, but pretty much all of our income from like, Middle of last year to no middle of twenty twenty two to middle of twenty twenty three, I took every, pretty much all of our income and dumped them into the dividend earning stocks, um, and that portfolio is up about, I think, like twenty percent. So very similar to the S and P, um, and um, and I and I got, but the difference is is that my portfolios weighted higher for high dividend yield and i have the same performance as the s&p so i actually beat the s&p in that respect because now i'm like my cash flow is much higher so that was sort of the goal was to take any dip in dividend stock and buy more of that as opposed to stuff that doesn't pay as much dividend so in the aggregate my portfolio is about the same as s&p but yeah i probably have double the dividend of an s&p index fund so i definitely beat the uh, hedge funds and whatever and you can, it's like, it's not too hard to beat hedge funds and stuff. Hedge funds and whatever have to, um, they have, well, I, I wouldn't say that. It's it's difficult to beat an index for most average users because they don't know what they're doing. Yeah, I mean, if but, you, you consider it this way, um, so let's say inflation will run high for a couple of years. There's no way around it, right? They can't raise more and they can't lower it anytime soon. So it's kind of... right. The kind of a checkmate situation so it's it's just what it is so if you have a high yield dividend stock that also grinds upwards with inflation price wise i think you're pretty good pretty well off on the long run right with the yeah one thing too is um, um jack has posted a, a chart where um he compared the price of bitcoin to inflation adjusted bitcoin dollars you know based on how much new money is in the world and uh, BTC has not put in a new high since 2017 yeah, not on that chart. Yeah, it's uh, <laughs> Bitcoin's doing terrible. Um, it, like, 
in the aggregate, like if you had bought BTC in, I would say like the top of 20, you know, 17, you know, when, when it was 20,000 and you held it till now, you fundamentally did shitty. Like you didn't even get close to beating like, like you just didn't do that great. Like, so BTC has not been a great performer. The mainstream adoption might come right now from these ETFs, but before yeah. it was just like kind of impossible for a normal person. It's just like this goes up and down and these shady exchanges and it's difficult. There's no brokerage carrying it, right? So people just don't. Whatever, whatever the rationality is, like the way I would look at Bitcoin is like, it's a store of value if you buy it at the bottom. <laughs> like all the proof of work is like this. Like Litecoin right now, store of value. Monero right now, store of value um you buy something like bitcoin right now not store of value <laughs> like that's not like like the store of value price usually is like near the price to mine or at like at all time like the yearly lows and stuff like that um but yeah if you're buying like even mid-market btc um it's highly questionable whether it's going to be like a true really great store of value or you're just going to get like you're going to ride the price down while you're looking, everyone else is looking at you like an idiot. So yeah, BTC is a tricky asset in that regard. That's why like when I say to buy it, that's when it's worth buying. If I'm not buying it, then you're just gambling pretty much because like, when did I last say I bought I was buying Bitcoin? Like sub 20K, right? Like when it was closer to the, and the mining price last year was like 10K, right? So you scaling in between 20 and 10 made sense. Like um, in after April, Bitcoin price to mine will be 20, like depending on which country you're in, it's going to be somewhere between 16 to 24K, something in the na that neighborhood. So like, you know, right now we are front running that at a 2X the price to mine, which means it is not a great buy right now. Like yesterday when I was playing around buying the ETF, I bought one share of the ETF for fun just to sort of have it in my portfolio so I can watch it and I can add to it if I want to in my brokerage account. But it wasn't like, oh yeah, I'm going all in now. BTC is going to moon. Like this makes, it just doesn't make a whole lot of sense at this price. It just doesn't. Like if you believe that BTC is going to break all time high, sure, I guess you could argue it's not a bad place to buy. But the best place to buy BTC was the sub 20K level. And that's where, that's why like you have to hang out during bear markets. Like because you only had to buy a little bit then and you're already at a 2x, right? Or 3x or whatever it is. Like, whereas now, you know, just to get a 2x, you know, you have to get this sucker to go to like 80 plus K. Um, the return on investment just not good enough at this level, which is why you're going to get buyer exhaustion as you go up. Every new participant's going to say, hey, wait a minute. Like, um, you know, if I buy at 70K, like this thing's got to go to 150 and all I get is a 2x. I can get a 2x in a, in litecoin in like a month why the fuck would i want to do this like it makes no sense at all so like you have to be careful about how you buy bitcoin it's not like if you go into those forums i know some of the groups have like a little group and they're like oh like we're just bitcoin maxis and we're just going to keep dca into bitcoin it's a responsible thing to do no it fucking isn't bitcoin is not the responsible thing to do like getting a high yield dividend um, earner is probably the more responsible thing to do and then you can use your dividends and buy bitcoin dips or something that's responsible but like DCAing into Bitcoin at this price, is that the responsible thing to do? I don't think so. It was the responsible thing to do sub 20K if you know what the fuck you're doing. And that's really the reality of this. Like, so I think that the, you know, those honestly, little groups that 
I, I think these these metrics on Bitcoin will change a little bit with the ETF. It's going to be like more of a sure. steady upwards grind. You won't see these big tops and these big big bottoms anymore. It's kind of equalizing Maybe. the whole thing. Yeah, I Maybe, think it's yeah. just going to get boring because that's the only. That's you know I'm always trying to look at it from another perspective. So there's definitely people that are kind of worried about Bitcoin. I mean, like Warren is yeah, the front. The, what you're saying board. is the more liquidity there is, the harder it is to move the price. Not just like that, but if you make it look boring, um, it, not so much liquidity is going to move there, right? Oh, right. Because if the whole, like, if 90% of people want to buy it because numbers go up, yes. Then, yes. like, why why are people buying it if the numbers not going up? It's like going to Chuck E. Cheese and, yeah. um, like, the so, machine runs out of tickets. <laughs> like, yeah. Are you really going to play ski ball for no tickets? I don't know. Maybe. Yeah, something like, you know, Wall Street has been doing a lot of money, making a lot of money with stupid IPOs where they dump on the public afterwards. It's like, mm -hmm. it's, it's their game, right? So, I mean, okay, Bitcoin, people want Bitcoin and they have to carry it. and But they're not, I don't think that they're particularly like uh, interested because there's, there's not much in it. You know, there's fees. Yeah, okay. But there's, yeah. lot, there's other stuff that's much more lucrative, right? Than, <laughs> From from yep. their perspective, like least, BTC so. right now is like a forty three five. Um, like if you bought it at forty nine, you were some sort of retard. I'm not sure why I don't want to do that. Um, so like, yeah, I, I think you're gonna. It's at a level now where it's been running since um, really from November twenty twenty two, right? Like from that bottom, it's been kind of headed up. Like I said before, I think I've I've entered into it like sub eighteen k. I scaled in at eighteen seventeen sixteen. I think my lowest buy might have been 16-ish. Uh, so the way I catch the bottom is literally buy all the way to the bottom after a big retracement. So that's how you catch bottoms. And you have to go in with size at that point. And then I sold it at like right about 27. Um, why? Because that was sort of like the cost of mine for the you know post-havening cost of mine. It ran above that, which is fine. But like I bought Chainlink at like, I don't know, six or seven bucks or something at the time. So, and that's doubled already. So I've, I've already got a two X there. And the beauty there is like, while while BTC is at relative, like, you know, you know, relative highs, Chainlink has barely come off of its bottoms. So like the ROI on Chainlink, I could probably easily get another two X from here, making a four X on that. Whereas it's highly unlikely BTC does that. It just yeah, it just doesn't make any sense. No, I'm with you on that. I, I don't think you know the worst thing that you could do right now to Bitcoin and what's probably what that's my take, you know. But so I think it's just gonna grind up a little bit over fifty, maybe even a little bit higher, you know, and it's just gonna go slow, slightly down and down and more down. It could go sideways like a long time. It could go sideways for the all of twenty twenty four. Print the most boring cycle and top that you could imagine that's the worst thing you can do to bitcoin and i think that'll play out you know <laughs> it's just yeah me. sideways for this year without a black swan event like without a um like a capitulation wick um and just sideways action could be a good thing for alts though yeah because then yeah. the roi like people be like hey that's boring over there um and like this is the reason why eth is running now right because like with the BTC thing, it's like, oh, whatever news was going to baked into the BTC thing, now it's going to be like, oh, what about the ETH ETF, right? And then so, you know, people are going to pick the thing that hasn't run yet. And that's why it's important to be watching a lot of coins and then like pay attention. Like, so you should have a watch list, last, watch list of maybe like 20 things. 
uh, some of the things high market caps, some very low market caps, some you know with certain narratives, maybe some that are, um, you know, like just they just have a wrecked chart, or maybe some that you have some alarms that if the chart goes to a certain level, you're going to buy it; otherwise, you're going to leave it alone. Um, and if yeah, if you have a pretty good variety of things you're watching, it makes it a lot easier to to find a discount. I would say. Um, but let's see here, like, uh, yeah, see, a lot of things now I'm noticing are not dropping as much as BTC. A lot of stuff is like, and Litecoin, which I picked just you know two days ago, is in the green relative to BTC. So I have a 10% delta or more, actually more than 10%, because um, I'm up 10% in USD value. But if you look in BTC value, BTC is down five or 6%. So it's up like 20% or something in, relative to BTC. So you can get, see, see what I'm talking about. Um, it just has a much nicer chart. I think LTC is going to really do well. Like yeah, it's such an know, easy one right now. What's the funniest thing? People pay a lot of money for discord servers, right? To get some yeah. alpha, you know, and here stupid you get servers. Free. And the most funny part is they don't believe you because it's free, right? <laughs> right, or whatever. <laughs> Just like that. Yeah. Well, I'm not, and I'm not suggesting people should do exactly what I say either. The point is, like, no, I'm just, no, no. I'm just pointing out what I'm doing, just so you yes. people have like a, a feeling for my particular mindset with each of these things. But like, um, yeah, like, it, not everyone has the capital to do what I do, or have like, at, or has the capital at that moment, right? It's not like You're also opening yourself to liabilities, right? Yeah, I mean, this is not like some advice. sort of like financial advice channel or some shit. This is just us having a conversation. Just, like, burn, you know. just burn your dollars if you want to lose them, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I'm perfectly good with pe like when people come up with a good idea, and I'm like, I look at the chart, and I'm like, yeah, if people want me to look at some charts that they like, um, feel free to come up. I can pop them up and see how they look, but. Um, oh yeah, LTC um, noob has. If you draw a line, and and you know these trend lines are always dangerous, but if you draw a trend line from the bottoms of the LTC chart over the last years, like the lifetime chart of it, um, oh, it's good. perfectly progressive higher lows, which puts like um, the next bear market low, the next bear market low, like let's say twenty twenty six. May would be around $98. And right now it's at 75.61. So I think there's a lot of room to pump and then dump back to that trend line um, over time. And um, Litecoin's yeah, hash rate, $500 Litecoin and, and Dogecoin's hash rates have been like stellar. Like there's like, if you believe that everyone was giving up on the Litecoin network, people would stop mining it, right? Yeah. And that has not been the case. Let me, let me pull up the LTC hash rate. So if people are worried that, oh, I'm going to get it here and then it's going to go down, like, why, why is he buying that? Um, let's see. Let's BitInfo charts has the Litecoin hash rate. And currently it is nearing all time highs at 900 trillion uh, hash rate at the moment. So if you were wondering if that, like, if people are actually, uh, and it had a, um, it had a happening actually this year. Um, and it's still sort of running really strongly. So these ASICs are quite powerful, I think, is what it is. But a 900 trill hash rate for this thing. Um, so it's approaching one exahash, basically. And um, it's quite a strong thing. Like, it's amazing that it's still running, right? Like, like all these years. I think part of it is you can, you can mine Litecoin and Dogecoin simultaneously with miners. That's kind of the magic of this 
So Litecoin is not going anywhere. Like if anything, like if you were to say to me, like which has a better store of value right now, would it be like LTC or maybe like, you know, BTC at this price, Litecoin is the better store of value than BTC. Like, you know, because you're getting at a lower level, right? Yeah. And if, so, you, if you look at that hash rate chart, it actually went up significantly from April 2021 to, to now. It's like it tripled, right? Mm -hmm. It's almost a steady grind, which is positive. I mean, it's really a lot more machines and a lot more investment that's grinding there. Yeah, it's a, it's a very safe network. Um, like Litecoin's never had a problem. It's never had any kind of attacks, nothing. And um, as silly as it is, it, like it was kind of an early proof of work. But this is also what put in like this is the reason why a lot of proof of work chains now still um, emerge because like people see Litecoin and they realize, hey, wait a minute, it was meant as kind of like you know funny little Tom Lee hack and um, you know Monero and Doge and all these things emerged at that time and they're still around, right? Like you know 2014 onwards, you had so many of these things and they're still around now which is amazing. So I think the, the, the way people think is like, um, you know, once a proof of work network starts, they really just stick around forever. I mean, they, they really do. Yeah, it seems so. to me like if it doesn't fizzle out in the first couple of months, you know, it's like, <laughs> that's what on some of these, I mean, if they disappear, they just die very fast. Right. I don't know. I'm not so sure. Like, I don't think the hash rates drop, but like, I think price appreciation is a different issue than like the actual chain dying off. I think most proof of work networks, once they begin, man, like they're, they don't really disappear that easy. Yeah. But it's, it's like they go, they go, they're nowhere listed anymore. You have to go to trade over or something and their charts look terrible. You know, I, mean, I pulled up of... an old chart that I put together back in 2020 for Litecoin. And I'm, I had I'm not some talking about Litecoin. It's just and I was just, and I was just switching gears ones. here for a second. Now I, I found an old chart while I was digging in my uh, trading view. I found an LTC USD chart from Coinbase. I had from like I don't know. I put this thing together in 2020 to trade it, and um, I had a line drawn on this, which was like eighty dollars and fifty seven cents, which is like where a lot of resistance has been in the past, and it's approaching that now, and. Um, I had another one at one, yeah, like one thirty-ish. So that's where like the main resistance for Litecoin tends to be. So this time, the same story. Like funny thing, I, I set the sell level the exact same thing. Like one twenty-nine is where I put myself for Litecoin. Two X and out. There's no need to ride that's ride to the top on that one. Um, although I don't know, um, the previous bull market, bull markets, um, it went back to prior high at four fifteen twice. So is this the magic year for Litecoin after happening that it actually beats its prior high and runs? I don't know. Like, what if it fucking moons this year? Like, what if this is the year for Litecoin? I don't know. Like, maybe what I'll do is I'll I'll get rid of my sell order at 130 and like I'll let it run. And if it goes higher than that, I'll just see what happens, maybe. Cause like its chart is looking quite bullish. It's like a gigantic rising wedge since 20 oh i don't know like 2017 till now so i don't know like if you ride the trend line up the trend line would reach like the bottom of the trend line would reach the prior tops of 300 or 400 dollars uh about 2028 so 
if it's $74 now and, and that trend, the, the base trend line reaches the prior highs, then it, maybe it does get the, the old Litecoin meme of $5,000 Litecoin. That'd be hilarious. Like that would be the funniest outcome here. Um, what's the market cap of LTC now? Like, is that even possible? Maybe. I mean, if it's got such a high hash rate, maybe I'm underselling this fucking thing. There's some serious Litecoin fanatics out there that love this thing. Clearly, with a one one exa hash at this point, like clearly people like this thing. Well, it's um, better. It's faster than Bitcoin. And like, if if you're using some of the on on off ramps, right? And if you want to save on the fees and you want to make it fast, it's better to use oh, yeah. Litecoin than Ethereum or Bitcoin. Like oh, Ethereum is going to ask 20 bucks fees plus exchange. Uh, Bitcoin sometimes takes eternity because some uh, some venues use very, very, yeah, very little fees. And then uh, I, I do remember there was like cases where I need to wait like four hours. Like, come on. Yeah. It, <laughs> future of money. It, yeah, it actually makes sense to do this in coins that you don't tend to pay a lot of capital gains on. So like if you, you should have one coin that you only use for transfers. Um, Litecoin's not bad for this purpose. XRP is actually not bad for this purpose either. Like you can buy XRP, send it to a, a an exchange, and have it cheap. But now, of course, we also have like USDC on Arbitrum and stuff you can send easily as well. So it depends on yeah. There's a lot of low fee options nowadays. Either way, to because you don't want to make tax calculations that shit hard depending on where you live. Um, yeah, Litecoin. Um, um, just sort of looking at this thing, its market cap is six billion. So if it does a ten x from here and goes to, um, and it and it did something like that. It was, um, um, it was like at f- almost four hundred dollars on the last bull market. So that would be like a five x from here. So that would that means it was at like a mm, thirty billion ish market cap last cycle. So can it beat that and go to the 100 bill market cap level? It's technically feasible. It's feasible because it's like put in such a long consolidation period over, you know, what is coming upon like a decade now. <laughs> like, yeah, 2014, right, is when it came out. So now it's 2024. Litecoin's been out for a decade. That's a hell of a thing. So, and it's been putting in higher lows. So if you had Litecoin back from 2015 at $2.93 and you currently own it now still at 70 bucks, you beat most stocks and things. <laughs> like you're doing pretty good. So anyway, um, but yeah, it's like as a store of value, BTC is probably better. But if you buy at the very bottom, LTC is going to be the better trade usually. Um, last time, if you bought like, I bought it at like maybe $45 around that range past season. And it ran to about uh, $400 as a reference. So almost a 10x, almost a 10x. And with a high hash rate, it's not going to zero. So it's a pretty reasonable gamble. Pretty reasonable gamble, I would say. Um, Anyway, but yeah, I think LTC is not a bad hold here as just a general analysis. Um, What else uh, is interesting out there right now? yeah, like I said, Neutron dropped like 9.3%. It um, dropped below its FIB, by the way, Noob. It was like 136 was its support level. So it's probably going to retest a dollar again. Um, I think it oh, put off. sold a couple of days ago. Okay, yeah, perfect. So I think it's, uh, it's yeah, it's 
I don't know. I think it has to retest that liquidation dump from January 1st, which was um, 75 cents. I think it's got to re-hit that again. Because I think probably what happened is a bunch of people during that moment probably put in leverage trades on Binance or something and pump this thing. Anytime there's like leverage pumping it to such high levels, um, you need to allow it to retrace. Remember, Neutron is on Binance. So the thing is, it's backed by Binance Labs. So it wouldn't surprise me on Binance if you can take leverage on it, which means that it's going to pump more, but also dump more simultaneously. Um, so you got to be careful. Plus, it's not a staking coin, right? So, so it is not. Yeah, there's no actual reason to stake it. Yeah, exactly. It's a pure, like it's a pure speculative asset. So it's good in some ways because it's not inflationary, but also it means that like the price actions can be heavily based on leverage at that point. Do people really stake stuff for the for the sake of making money? Like I do understand if you have, yep. let's say, big long term holdings of Ethereum, right, or something like that, that you know that yes. you're not gonna touch hundred percent, and then staking it makes sense. Yes, but people staking people it for this. the sake of. Yeah, people do this. So, like in Cosmos, the the premier staking coin is clearly Atom. Um, its current yield rate is about 14 percent inflationary. In fact, what I would say to you is don't own it unless you're going to stake it because the inflation rate is high enough to to dilute non-stakers on purpose. Mm. So it is designed as a staking coin to secure the network. So proof of stake networks, they work because people stake. And so if you b believe in a network long term and there's a staking coin associated with it, you can stake it. But remember this, um, with inflationary staking yield, the future user is the yield. Make no mistake about it. The only, only if new users come and make the price go up, does your yield either stay in value or um, the yield you think you're getting or go the yield goes up in value. And the key to that is you must buy staking assets at the very bottom and you need to do so at scale. So let's take, for example, Adam today. If you were to pick up Adam today, then... Um, you would not um, want to um, like you don't want to go all in at this level, pretty much because like you you would have to um, like what's the best way to say it like you need to make sure that like you're buying at the very bottom because your yield is dependent. What see you, you're let's say four, there's a fourteen percent yield on Adam, and you bought Adam today you're expecting your yield to be 14% in dollar terms, not just in Atom terms. And the only way that's true is if the price of Atom, um, like is at the price you buy it at or, or higher, right? This is not a dividend like a stock dividend where like your dividend maintains regardless of the stock price. Um, this is different. And, and this is, you're getting paid in inflationary tokens. So if the price of the token goes down, your yield relative to the dollars you put in is going down. That's how, so this is why it's really, really criti critical um, for staking tokens to really be acquiring them in a bear market. Like uh, there's no other way to describe this situation. Like um, everyone else that picks it up, you know, who buys leverage or just trades it or whatever, that's a whole nother thing. Um, they can pump your coins obviously, but, and they want and you want them to pump your yield also. So the yield that you have goes up in value. So like, yeah, if you bought Adam like sub $7 or bought heavy into it, lower and lower it went like I did, 
then it makes sense. It does not necessarily make sense. Um, like, you know, and, and even right now, like it's put in a good solid support at around 10 bucks. So, you know, Adam here is not bad, but at the same time, like if you were to have it drop 50%, you assume that your dividend yield drops 50% to 7%, um, percent, which is still fine. But the difference is that if it dropped 50% from here, let's say it went to $5, you would want to double your position um, or even actually triple your position, honestly. It's like, because you have to scale in exponentially on high inflationary assets. This is the, this is the magic. So like, <laughs> if you have like, if, you're, if everyone has a notebook and writing this shit down, this is what you do for high inflationary coins um, to, to make sure that your yield is like preserved and the future buyer is your yield as opposed to you being somebody else's yield, right? Does that make sense? Um, so yeah, it's the, the inflationary tokens, you, you're being diluted if you're not staking. So you actually must stake them if you're gonna bother. Neutron does not have um, inflation because it's not a staking coin. Neutron runs on Cosmos Hub and is secured by Adam's yield or Adam's um, staking. So that doesn't have this problem. So. That's what we were talking about. And then the other one that doesn't have this is Kujira. Kujira built a chain where ultimately, if the chain does well, the validators get paid from the transactions on the network. And largely, the validators are probably losing money, except for the fact that they probably have Kuji tokens that have gone up in value. Um, but it is not inflationary either. So there's not very many non-inflationary tokens in the Cosmos because the typical proof-of-stake network requires inflationary yield to run. Um, the other one that does not have inflationary yield at the moment is uh, Luna Classic. And um, that's because there used to be like a mint burn mechanism for the U Luna UST ecosystem. And um, they haven't turned on inflation yet. So, But we're not sure how they're going to pay for validators unless the validators validate the chain voluntarily and not making any actually money. So I don't know. We'll see. But um, uh, yeah, there's some exceptions to the inflation thing in the cosmos um hmm. anyway um but yeah quite a few things are like yeah have dipped into sort of like nice buy territories now um yeah link at 1440 is not bad um let's see here solana at 95 i don't know how far that's going to drop as far as retracement, could probably use a retracement here. Um, if Solana retraces, though, man, it could dump a lot. Like sixty-eight and forty-five were the next levels down. So we'll see. I put a pretty good gamble at one hundred and twenty, one hundred and three, thinking that it will probably break here if we continue to have the bullish times. But pretty much everything's taken a dip because BTC has dropped like forty-three-five, so it's basically dragging the. It's like an anchor. It's dropping, dropping the boat a little bit here. Even ETH is um, back to twenty six hundred again. It's not really able to climb. Yep, I guess this is the the theoretical sell the news event a little bit. Maybe we'll see. I'm hoping we get really, really lucky on a BTC nosedive. And um, if everything dumps, assuming you don't have, if you have leverage, you're going to get fucked. But like, if you assuming you don't. I think we'll have pretty nice opportunities if um, if BTC drops back to like I don't know even like twenty four k or something. 
remember like miners and things, a lot of miners out there for BTC are in debt. They borrowed money to buy their mining equipment. And when they're in the green like this and they have their BTC stored up, um, they will feel compelled to sell because like they could, because miners are going to do this. They're going to sell when the cost is of BTC is above the cost of mine and they're going to buy BTC potentially if it's below the cost of mine. Why? Because it costs less to buy new BTC with cash than it does to mine it. Right. This is why mining puts in sort of a floor price for a commodity, um, because the miners themselves, when they when you have a very high hash rate, they're likely to buy the token um, during those times. So um, anytime you're below the cost to mine a coin, um, and there's different places to look up those metrics. Um, like in fact, let's look at Litecoin as an example. How much does it cost to mine Litecoin? <laughs> um, I don't remember what sites are best for this these days in terms of metrics. Mm. Let's see the Litecoin mining calculator on Coin Wars. Uh, let's see what they say here. Um, Litecoin mining profit per day it right now is negative five dollars and sixteen cents, and that's at a fairly low mining cost. Let me see. Let's do twelve cents a kilowatt hour. Um, and they have some arbitrary hash rate data here. Um, yeah, it's about like, it could legit cost like $7 to, to mine just for power and electricity costs. That doesn't even include the mining device. If you include the mining device, um, I don't know what that's going to run you, but it's definitely more. So let's say, so, so Litecoin is cheap relative to cost of mine. And it has a fairly high hash rate too. Um, so yeah, that's another metric to tell you that LTC is cheap and that miners are more likely to buy here than they are to sell or to um, or to mine more because it's just makes it's cheaper to just uh, buy it than it is to mine it. So that's the idea. Um, anyway, but this is a good dump, man. Like seventeen thirty Zephyr is looking really really spicy. <laughs> Um, I think this is going to be this is kind of good I think Noob you think this the whole market's going to turn over for a few months or you think like this is like just one more drop and we just run nah it's not going to dump <laughs> much more I don't think so there's no Cause, reason because BTC was had a volume profile like a, a new volume supported around 43.7 at the lo local time frame and it took a while to break out of the 44k range it took about a month and a half it pumped above that now it's basically retesting that and now it's a function of like how many spot buyers are found at the $43,000 level and um if btc finds but and the the 50 day moving average for btc is 42.3 so um and the 200 day is about 33k so i don't know um, let's see if he took a bull market retracement of like 30%, uh, 30% drop from here puts at, puts, puts us at about the 200 day moving average. So like, yeah, 34 K would be the, uh, like a bull market support level here for BTC, I would think. Um, 
So yeah, I think I think like I'll I scale in around that level. Yeah, it's gonna be a good entry, but I don't think we are gonna reach it straight away. I think it's it's just like a, a test here for <clears throat> for yeah, what's necessary for a to bit. Combine. So, yeah, if it if it does this, remember the things usually elevate or up, and it's like um, um, I mean, sorry, it tends to go up in one direction, but it bleeds longer. So, like in theory, I mean, geez, you could with just the trajectory of BTC. I mean, it could bleed to like September theoretically. <laughs> so it can be a very long um, sort of like consolidation period here. In fact, if you look at last time BTC was at these levels. Um, we entered this general range, like the 37K plus FIB, like to the 48K level. And BTC spent, um, let's see, 12, 2020 or so. Um, yeah, twenty. it spent all of 2021 and then like a substantial half of 2022. So let's say a year and a half was spent in this price range last time in the bull market. So to see a consolidation range here for a year and then go up, that's not that's not unreasonable at all. So I think, yeah, people should just put alarms in. I would say an alarm for BTC at 37K, which is a FIB level for it, and an alarm at 23K, which is close to the cost of mine. These are good places to buy BTC potentially. Um, I'm not gambling at it at this high level now. There's just so many better opportunities. Um, so yeah, I wouldn't uh, I wouldn't go too crazy on at this level. And I think the smart money is going to think the same thing. They're going to see this chart and be like, wait, what? Um, I'd rather buy it at below the 200-day moving average. <laughs> you know, like why would you? Um, you know, the people that buy um, a lot above the 200-day moving average, especially when it's an uptrend, tend to be leverage traders and then near the top tends to be new retail um whereas the ideal place to buy these things is like below the 200 day moving average um in fact appreciably below it um so because like when these things dump they dump hard <laughs> so like they'll dump like way below the 200 day moving average like you know um so who knows yeah, I'm still not convinced. You know, I, I'm, you know, Kramer just posted, oh, it's gonna dump, you know, and I'm like, that. He's doing the other thing, you know. So he just posts random things. I don't know what what to make of anything. Yeah, no, there. no, I'm just joking. But honestly, I think we could see this dump, and then the next week we could see some picking up, and says everyone forgets it, you know, and we could go to 50k, and then. No, I think we go higher and then we, we don't see a real down. We just see this, what you described, like a slow bleed. You know, everyone gets bored and everyone's like, yeah, nothing's happening. Something like that. Like a slow distribution, you know, so people could see. Yeah, it. this whole, and it could last, like just looking at like fetch and uh, some other charts, like you could have a, like a steady bleed on some coins that have already run. They could do that for like a solid, six to nine months yeah some things really <laughs> so you just have to be you have to wind up with another year of patience if they bleed so this is why like it makes more sense to pick stuff that are closer to volume support um like than it does to like like on the grand scheme of things like i don't know like adam's looking like one of the better choices here like uh litecoin adam 
Um, yeah, th things that haven't really run heavy look like the safer choices to me. I honestly think Link is just going to do something stupid since it always likes to run regardless of the market. It was it 2021 that it did like, uh, no, even before that, 219, there was like a very stupid rally. Wasn't well, it? of course, remember that was because Oracles had just become popular right then. So it did a, a big rally and then it had this big correction time period. That was 2019, 2020, yes. Um, and it went to like, uh, well, prior to 2020, it, it ran from like when it, it's opener price of like, you know, 50 cents to like five bucks. And then it ran from five bucks to, to um, uh, $20. And it kind of opened up DeFi summer back then. So like June, July, August of 2020 was when Chainlink ran and then like, just generally alts like took off DeFi sort of became really popular at that time um a lot of projects that had been built on ethereum and whatever like really started catching a bid at that time and really ran and then now um you know links back at like that same i mean let's put it this way link is still below it's 2020 DeFi summer rally of 20 bucks so it's like really cheap right now it's uh, also been accumulated, like the range between six and nine. Okay. Like I could, I could imagine if someone was just playing that. What six to nine? It's like fifty percent range. They're buying, yes, selling exactly. every every two months or something. You could have just like you know quadruple your backs by doing nothing. Well, not in nothing. Fact, you still take the risk. You still take the risk. Yeah, and um, I, I think people just simply picked up the bottoms there. I did, and Link's biggest volume bar in terms of consolidation is seven dollars to nine dollars is the biggest of its entire price history on binance so like to be able to get in again at nine dollars for link just seems like wishful thinking and for us to not even be a 2x above its volume support it's basically cheap still like like if btc like but put, put it this way back in 2020 um uh like beat like link ran before everything else so i think it has the potential to do that again yeah like where you can accumulate link would be if it drops to about 12 that's a good place to pick it up again i would say well also with the leverage these spikes up and down with most mm -hmm. even the bitcoins is quite ridiculous if 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 you if you're not trading spot but you're trying to trade leverage anything more than three x, yeah, you can just wake up one shitty in one shitty day. You know, like with <laughs> yeah, what was what was just before the ETF? There was like uh, if, even Bitcoin charts. Like if you open us like so many so many oh, whipsaws, yeah. pretty normal. Yep. This is why, like, if you don't have market moving size then you're just simply gambling at that point because you can't really go just by charts and things. Like the people that win here are the people that have outsized capability to move the market with very large amounts of money um, or just extraordinary amounts of leverage to do it with. So yeah, if you, unless you have like Galaxy Digital's bags or somebody like you. Or, know, you probably or roll bit leverage with thousand X. Or something ridiculous, yeah. Um, yeah, no. Yeah, interesting pullback today, for sure. Um, 
I just saw that. Uh, oh, we're discussing crypto uh, mostly, but I just saw that one of our members said that Stephen Greer has contributed more to humanity than Albert Einstein, and I'm really not too sure how I feel about it. Who? Uh, doc, so one of the DAO members <laughs> of like oh. our, our alien DAO, right? <laughs> just posted. He's just a member. You know? not, Greer, what did Stephen Greer do? I, I mean, he's just Stephen Greer. In my view is like a massive grifter. He's now releasing these w- weird Close Encounters Five, where pretty much he claims that if you meditate super hard, you can talk to aliens and beings. And obviously, he's doing paid courses and apps. And <laughs> if you go to this <laughs> channel, and if you discuss anything, you know it, it can be a UFO landing in front of the White House. But if Stephen Greer hasn't made a comment about it, if you post it in their Discord, they're going to say, please do not post this information or anything that's uh, Dr. Stephen Greer. Like the, the mods anything always have to emphasize. Anything is false. It's fake news. <laughs> Man, it's it's ridiculous. Like that's that, so that, cool. that, it's that whole Discord. Like you, post, you can post anything if it didn't come from Dr. Greer's doctor. You always need to say Dr. Stephen Greer's mouth. Uh, it's disinformation. And if uh-huh. he said something, it's pretty much gospel. It's I, I I used to like the guy, but now it's just when when you go so cultist, there's immediately red flags, you know. It's funny as hell. Um, interesting. <laughs> now this is a pretty good flush today, actually. Um, a lot of stuff well, if, if it's pricey. a flush, that's that's another thing, you know. Like everyone's so bullish. I'm not saying anything. I'm not. I'm not that experienced in demonstrating. But you think it's a trend reversal? It's, it could be anything. And then you know, all the people that thought, "Ah, oh, sell the news, idiots!" Like uh, this time will be different. And then apparently, they, <laughs> I don't know what to expect. It's so it's, far. You know, my guess weekly, is as good as yours. On the weekly candles, um, this can this, today is still in the blue for me because my 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 little indicator thing turns yellow if it's like. It's a true like, like mathematically, it's a trend reversal. It's like I don't remember what ratio he put in this, but um, like once once you go yellow on my indicator on the weekly, like the probability of further downside is quite high. Like, like take for example, let me see here. What kind well, of g- January flush was also to be expected. I mean, if you look at what was it, December, uh, everyone was just throwing money into the stupidest dogs with uh, bonks, dogs with hats, anything. They throw their money in, it goes 5x, you know, and it's normal that even in a bull market, you'll have a hard, you know, 20, 30% retracement and keep going. If it goes yeah. nonstop up, and then it just doesn't even, you know, consolidate for a little bit. Then the move down will be so fast that it will uh, exchanges yeah. will break, you know? Of course. Of course. Yeah, it'll be aggressive. Um, but yeah, usually, so my, my sort of trend indicator, like on the weekly has not converted yet. So um, uh, hard to say, because remember, bull market runs, like if you look at 2020, like to the, when, when, like, this indicator turned blue on the weekly on May 2020 and didn't appreciably change much until April 2021 at the like local top there at 62,000. So like the thing is the markets can stay irrational for quite a long time is the thing to remember. Um so 
yeah that makes that makes like picking local bottoms or how do you how can you tell that there's an actual reversal um or whatever it's really tough to say sometimes but uh, people will now start saying that uh, everyone's taking profits to pay their taxes and afterwards uh, there will be a narrative saying oh chinese need to uh, have money for presents because it's their new year <laughs> there's always and then, <laughs> so yeah. every year every year is the same thing same people thing wait till year. they dump and then they say it's yeah tax, you know it dumped it's tax because... harvesting it's this it's that yeah. <laughs> it's chinese new year what why do chinese new year well they need to sell their coins to buy gifts like how yeah, many yeah, coins yeah. how many gifts are you buying my friends <laughs> like <laughs> it's, always it's christmas stupid. on steroids you know it's always some stupid uh internet narrative yeah for sure it's funny. <laughs> you know what was very um, interesting to me? Speaking of narratives, it was via coin. Um, I do remember this very vividly. Uh, when via coin main dev, no, not via coin. Via coin is Romano, XVG, Verge coin. Uh, main uh -huh. dev was just some uh, you know dungeon dweller de developer guy, and then he started. Didn't something bad happened to Verge last year? uh they had some uh, last year uh, i think they announced membership with one porn site i don't like a partnership with some porn site i don't even know what or how probably just you know sponsored ads but i know that scam or something or <laughs> something <laughs> happened where some scam happened on verge i don't remember what but wouldn't be surprised if like treasury wallet got compromised or something, something. with these it was it was 218 or 217 uh when verge uh main dev started posting smoking weed and the whole crypto Twitter saying, and then you have these crowds of like bag holders who start making, coming up with why is it good or why is it bad? Like actual Ted talk talking points. Yeah. You know what? This is actually good uh, because it shows that he's a person like us <laughs> or that's yeah. It's like a true crypto person. And you're thinking like, you're really overthinking this so hard, my friend. <laughs> this project, like most others, is probably just a sham. But like spending hours investigating that smoking a joint by one of the <laughs> developers is going to have so much influence. And then um, you see a candle move down and people are saying, oh, he shouldn't have posted that. Obviously, this was a bad idea. It's, <laughs> the narr these narratives are always, you know, such entertainment of how wild the imaginations go of people. Yeah, it's pretty much done nothing. Verge has been out a long time, like 2014. It's been it's, out a, I think yeah. it was, I think it uh, at one point it did something very silly, like 10x in within a few days. But I oh, never, yeah. I, 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 I do remember it, became, it had a like somewhat of a pump in uh, 2021. Like it most likely it will be like 20x or something. And then now it's like flat again, not doing a whole lot of anything. Yeah, I mean, the other thing that's interesting in crypto is there's a lot of coins out there now. So the thing is, what you're noticing is um, it's hard for people to post a lot of tickers of things and get attention. Because if you'll notice, like you'll have people post tickers and they will post like so many divergent tickers that have nothing to do with each other, like in one long post. I'm buying this, 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 this and this. And then like 
the people are like, wait, I already have a whole bunch of things. I have like 10 or 20 tokens already. And I don't have more money to buy all these different things. No, so, but people will like and share the stuff that uh, if they see their ticker mentioned, they will like and share it and repost it. And mm-hmm. God forbid it goes up and they say, yeah, you know what? I, I called this. I called this when it uh, and then it went 10x and then the other 50 coins went to zero. Yeah, so you, you have to imagine like a lot of coins are the the number of coins out there now are diverting attention away from all sorts of projects, legit or otherwise, and it's diluting the um, the liquidity essentially, or, or like spreading it really thin. Yeah, but I'm pretty sure that a lot of that those uh, projects that have meme projects, they raise the money, they sell it, and I'm pretty sure they just put that money back into some other new coins. People are interested. There's, the there's, quite a, there's quite a lot of things now at, at decent prices at this moment, by the way, because because of this recent pullback. So like I would say the thing that pulled back the most at, on my list is Neutron. It pulled back to like a buck thirty. It's down like 10%. Um, just in case anyone wants to if anyone was thinking of adding something. Um let me see what else. Um, Solana's at ninety three. If you like it there, um, Kuji is at the four dollar support level again, and somebody seems to be ha- like somebody seems to have like some heavy um, limit orders at four dollars for some reason. Um, but anything below four dollars, like for Kujira, could get really attractive. I would say like it mm, anywhere between two dollars and twenty five cents and four dollars is a really attractive zone for Kuji. Um, I bought one batch too high at five dollars, but whatever, it's fine. I was sort of gambling that one, but um, I could uh, definitely add to it. Um, let's see here. Yeah, like this dip is making all the altcoin chip um charts look a lot less pretty. <laughs> so, um, oh man, I guess everything will test a lower fib now. Just judging by this by the dip so far yeah not so great looking but we'll see e- even eth dropped to 2575 it was trying to run and it got dragged down as well it seems like people get upset really quickly and start selling when the herd runs for the doors like you know it's like yelling fire and weed theater type of thing things move fast in like Taoism, there's this principle in like Taoism where it's like the more you fight something, the more like the opposite of what you want, like just inevitably it kind of starts to happen. There's this principle in like Taoism where it's like the more you fight something, the more like the opposite of what you want, inevitably it kind of starts to happen. Tripping on the bird app, listening to nerds flap, wondering why the fuck my timeline's so cursed. It's like everybody's holding heavy bags in Web3. That's why they can't fly. They just drowning in the bird bath, fishing for some dry powder. Watch how we ignite the tower. Blowing up their bank accounts, forgetting how to fight the power. Y'all don't even realize how deep this shit goes. They preaching open sauce, but don't listen to the code. And now it's mutiny community uprise. There's no 
no more humility, futility, plus size. Motherfuckers leaking from the wrench down to the bare metal. Which side of the line you bleeding out on when the dust settles? Motherfucking west side shit, needle and noose. Sticking with my armory, Yambedo and Bruce. Repping psychedelic artistry, believing the truth. Like these motherfuckers even need a reason to sue? GM fam. Is it really worth all the fighting? Is it really worth all the drama? And the answer, I think, is a clear no. They started using Zoom, now we finna zoom out Teaching all these plebidites what this game's really all about Little baby bitches when they choose to have fits All you're left with is kibble when you lose all them bits And that kibble's just sawdust, the shit is all rust Not a great look, you're what we call all nuts And I for one did not see that coming Cracking open books, yo, that's a lot of money Meanwhile over here rewiring features More critical thinking, less knee jerk More evolution, less shit Preachers pretending to be teachers Y'all just predatory leeches I mean please, just look at the track record A bunch of VC rap fucks Sucking up the cheddar, the recipe is two steps Rinse and repeat Now we all in your butts And we bring in receipts GM fam, have a seat If you're listening to this, my, my plea to you, you would be like don't have, don't, don't have to take a side on it Just say like, is it really, is it really worth this war of attrition? It might, it might cost, cost us a lot, lot more, more than, than what can what be gained game. by like fighting this to the better end. And sometimes it's better to just like move on. Ten spaces.